Comic Timing is a proud member of the Comics Podcast Network. Welcome to episode 198 of Comic Timing, a comics podcast for the two, the average comic book fan from the average comic book fan. Join in as Brent Casino, rotating panel with guests and myself, Ian Levinstein, discuss whatever comes to mind, time after time, here on Comic Timing. Marvel tries to make more money. DC tries to win us back. Dark Phoenix is a pile of trash. We'll discuss that and more here on Comic Timing. Hey there, folks. My name is Ian Levinstein, and welcome to episode 198 of Comic Timing. Great Casino is remote today. I am remote. <laughs> Where are you again? You're, you're in Virginia, right? I'm in D.C. Oh, D.C. Okay. All right. Virginia. Whatever. It's just like the same fucking thing. It's close enough. It's close yeah. enough. You're on a work trip. That's what that, that that's what matters. I'm working here. Hey, hey, I'm working here. Brandon, Brand, Brandon, Brandon, you working? Not wow, yet? that's hurtful. That's, that's <laughs> just fucking hurtful, asshole. You'll get there, Chief. You'll get there. It's huh. okay. You're working here on the podcast. That's what matters. Well, yeah. Uh, I, plus, I, I did have an interview with. Uh, uh, major combo company last week. So hopefully, fingers oh. crossed. Wow, working for free he is. <laughs> so, that's so what it feels like. So, so what you're saying is that you're going to be working for Marvel Comics. That's 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 good news. Uh, good, 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 ho- hope it works out for you. Yeah, yeah, yes. Next, next question. Next question. <laughs> and Donovan's on the call as well. Donovan, what up? I'm doing well. I just came from work. Won't say anymore because I don't want to uh, pick on anybody here. But uh, happy to be here. Thank you for having me. <laughs> good, good. We all pick on each other out of love. Okay, that's what we do here on the show. And 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 Rapsuhu is unavailable as he is on vacation, so he is enjoying uh, DC, but not where Brent is. <laughs> is uh is Brandon if he gets this job gonna be like all super secret and shit like uh I, I work for this but I can't talk about it like Raph was when he worked for Diamond and it's like dude. You can fucking talk about it. It it depends on... Well, okay, so the position I'm going for is a trade show position. Ah. So I wouldn't be able to talk a lot. I can can tell you what company it would be Mm -hmm. uh, and, like, all that other stuff. But other than that, you know, you can't really, like, talk much about it like that. That's fair. That's fair. That's reasonable. It's on a need-to-know basis, and we don't need to know. Darn right. (laughs) Well, what we do need to know is what we're going to be talking about on this episode. And there's actually some stuff that's happened, sort of. So we all saw Endgame, and and we've all talked about it to death on various social medias and what have you. And so has everyone else. And so has everyone else. So Uh, we decided to fucking spare you the same (laughs) Avengers Endgame review that everyone else had. Exactly. I have some questions about the timeline. Uh, Just hot takes. Just hot takes. (laughs) Just hot takes here, guys. Okay. uh, here's, Here's a hot take. Here's a hot take. They're releasing it again. Just to beat Avatar. That's my hot take. That's my hot take. And God bless uh, him for doing so. <laughs> that's not a hot take. That's the coldest take ever there. We all know this. We all saw that coming from a mile away. All right, fine, 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 fine. Here's, here's a hot take. Here's a hot take. Spider-Man survived. Okay? Spider-Man, all right. There's, that there, menace? There, there, there's my hot take. There's my hot take. <laughs> that menace. 
<laughs> I mean, he kind of had to. He had a movie coming out. Su- such bullshit that they that they were forced to actually start advertising that before the movie came out. I mean, I know that that was Sony and not Marvel, but uh, it kind of it kind of peeved me a little bit. Not that we didn't think he was going to come back anyway, but still, like, come yeah, on. They have like this quota of three Marvel movies a year. They could they could can like Captain Marvel was like two months before Endgame. They could have spread mm-hmm. that out to like July or or later. Not even July, like August or something. Yeah, I mean, they could have. Jeez. Sony got to get that money. They're hurting, man. Did you see MIB this weekend? Ooh. No one else did either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the problem is, is that according to the reviews for MIB, this was the most boring attempt at a Men in Black movie to date, which is impossible with the cast, and yet they somehow managed to do it. What What the fuck happened? Somebody got a preview of Ragnarok when it first got advertised. It was uh-huh. like, Tessa Thompson, Chris Hemsworth... Get those people in my movie. Let's the script be damned, you know? Like they'll carry it on their backs alone. <laughs> and spoilers, they didn't. <laughs> I mean, they would have had there been a script that was worth a damn, but everything I'm hearing about it is that it's boring as sin and, and doesn't even seem to make sense half the time. So I'll, I'll, I'll probably be waiting for digital on that one, or like what I did with Dark Phoenix, which we'll discuss later on in the episode. Get, see it for six dollars at an AMC on a Tuesday. Uh, again, have you seen MIB two? MIB three? Yes, yes, I have. I I enjoyed MIB three, man. Yeah, that was decent. Yeah, really? yes. Josh Brolin is the man, man. Come on. I, man. I saw that on television recently again, and like uh, the person who plays uh, no spoilers here, but the army guy at the end is uh, Luke Cage. Really? Wow. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. It's Mike Coulter, yeah. Yeah, nice. Mike Coulter, yeah. It's just without any facial hair. I, I never knew that until obviously years later. Yeah, go figure. Can, um, can we mourn for a second while we're doing the Marvel stuff? Can yeah. we mourn the Marvel Netflix shows? Yeah. Because uh, Daredevil That's... Season 3 was the bomb. Daredevil Season 3 was great, but what was fucking terrible is like, why does Netflix do this? We're going to announce we're going to cancel the show uh-huh. right before the next season drops. They're like, <laughs> hey, guys. Daredevil season three. Oh, by the way, it's canceled. Hey, like the next week. Hey, look. And it's like, it, it, why does anyone want to watch this now? And then shoe drops. Iron Fist canceled. Okay, no one's crying. Luke Cage canceled. I cried a little. And I cried a then lot. Punisher. They're like Punisher season two is coming out. Oh, by the way, it's canceled. They, they and then even then, the, day of. the following the following week, they're like, oh, Jessica Jones. Oh yeah, we had season three in the can a while back. That's canceled, too, and we're going to put that out in the middle of June when no one gives a fuck. Well, look, Brent, on the bright side, at least that's better than airing one episode of Swamp Thing and then saying it's canceled. Oh, that's just as too critical acclaim, no I, less. I know, I know. Everybody was like, Swamp shit. Thing is the greatest thing since sliced bread. I knew you'd never believe it. You've been watching these shitty reruns on Sci-Fi Channel for 25 fucking years of the last hey, live-action hey, Swamp hey, Thing hey, thing. You watch your mouth there. You watch that. And then they're like, it's the best thing since sliced bread. Everybody go watch it. And then three days later, they're like, uh, yeah, this thing's canceled. (laughs) Fuck it. (laughs) What the fuck? (laughs) Like, I'm supposed to, as a DC fan, okay, this is what fucks me up. They're like, pay us $75 for the year for DC Universe. And I'm like, okay, I will when there's shit on there to watch. Mm -hmm. Titans didn't look that good. Apparently, it's it's good to okay yeah. on the series. It's um, Young Justice season three. Okay, I'll be interested in watching that, but good I need stuff. to rewatch season two. And you motherfuckers took it off Netflix before this service even launched. 
and now you're going to hold me hostage to watch season two <laughs> of Young Justice before I watch season three. Yep. Then they're like, here's Doom Patrol. And it's like, it's good, but it's quirky and weird as fuck. So I'm not sure I want to watch that. And then, you know, they're like, oh, and we'll have all the comics you ever want to read up until the beginning of the Bronze Age, which really means the comics no one wants to read, but maybe our friends John Mayo and Bob Brietal and anybody who's interested in that, you know, 83 and above shit. They added more, though. They added more, though. So that's... I know, I know. But even still, the initial offering they had when this thing launched a year ago was piss poor. That's true. And and then they're like, okay, so... We're going to add DC movies. And you're like, okay, cool. Do they add everything at once? No. (laughs) We're going to add a selection of these DC animated movies, of which we have fucking 30 of. Yeah. Isn't it great that they, that they, that they took Batman 89 off, like right, like right at the 30th anniversary? (laughs) Then they advertise, we've got the first four great Batman movies and you're like okay I think one was good I don't know about great <laughs> one and a half movies one and a half oh and Superman 4 Quest for Peace what? is on here too guys the classics <laughs> Superboy the series woohoo Shazam remastered Supergirl the movie also too Supergirl uh, oh Supergirl's terrible come it's give us your worst. money uh, and and then I thought they were going to be on there and then they take the Batman shows, the Batman movies, off the service. Yeah, and put the them on month the of the screen. anniversary. I think because, honestly, because there was a 4K Blu-ray release of mm-hmm. those original four Batman films. Yes, but still, so the people who are going to buy the 4K Blu-rays were going to watch them on want to watch them in 4K, regardless of the streaming service quality. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Because if you're really nuts about 4K, you know you're only going to get good 4K on the uh, Blu-ray DVDs, not on streaming. Not that DC Universe was streaming in 4K to begin with. 89 Batman's still on there, by the way. It's just the other three are, are bye-bye. So that because I'm because I'm, I'm looking at their at their movie selection at the moment, and they, they have they have pretty much every animated movie uh, that, that up until the most recent stuff. Uh, the only one they don't have is TMNT Batman because that was a crossover, so it's not on the DC Universe uh, streaming. Really but like, is yeah. the Losers on there? That's a good Are question. Are any of these like peripheral Vertigo DC movies on there at all? They should be. Red, Red, mm. Red Two. Yeah, thank you, Brandon. Yeah, but no, like, it's, it's why, not there. Why are you adding stuff to our service only to take it away? Right. And not only that, but then launch a show that is airing weekly. That's critically acclaimed, and then announced that it's canceled. Well, the or let the rumors continue. Like, what the fuck? The the swamp. Okay. The, the, that's, go, that's, go ahead, Brandon. All right, so that's a multifaceted problem there. And so, the biggest thing, Warner Media's got a service coming out apparently this year as well, a year later after yeah. DC Universe launch, which I think is the biggest crock of shit ever. It's going to cannibalize it. <laughs> it's going to it's, it's going to cannibalize it, and and that's exactly what's going to happen. They were they're going to keep DC Universe running as a Marvel Unlimited style uh, platform where you can you know you know drink as many comic books down as you want. And they might even keep some of the TV series up there, but I guarantee you, it's going to wind up merging into, uh, you know, into the Warner streaming service after a while. Like Warner, Warner getting purchased by AT and T was the death knell for DC Universe before, essentially right as it started. 
Yeah, because they've been talking. There've been rumors about like them shutting the streaming service down and like the shows, blah 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 blah. Like, yeah. like they've been inconsistent, like, but like they have been like you know, he- every now and then it's like, oh, they're coming, they're sh- they're shutting this down for whatever reason. And I'm yeah. not necessarily believed it, but like I'm disbelieving it less as time goes on. Yeah, I mean, I hate to break it to them, but guess what, guys? Any smart person worth their worth is going to wait until July or August to get the seven bucks worth mm-hmm. and watch the fuck out of everything like I'm going to do because yeah. I have a two-week travel trip. Right. I'm going to bring my whatever and hook it up and get it for a month. Mm-hmm. And if there's a 30-day free trial, all the better. And I'm going to watch the shit out of this thing and then I'm going to cancel it. Yeah. I, I, because I, you don't believe in this service. <laughs> there's nothing good on here up until now, a year later. Fuck off. Yeah, that's what I did with the, with, when they launched it last year. I... Did the trial? Oh no! Sorry, no. When they released Young Justice, uh, when that dropped, did the trial for a month. Watched Young Justice, all three seasons of what they, what they had so far, up until up until the hiatus. And I'm like, all right, I'm done. I'm good. I don't need to see Titans. I don't need to see anything else coming out of the out of the service here. But with, with the Swamp Thing, though, what gets me is the fact that a freaking clerical error ruined an entire. TV series and that yeah. just boggles my mind. That shows that, that that Warner Brothers or someone in their in their somebody's uh, getting sued. Yeah, apparently that's just, also bullshit. Fired. Well, okay. No. Oh, beyond no. fired. Like, like, like that, that's a foregone conclusion. But like, you the the cast, the crew, you cost hundreds of people their jobs. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Over the fact that you couldn't, that you didn't do your two math plus two right. is five. Yes, that you didn't do your math right when you did your. Uh, <laughs> Your tax breaks for filming in that state because they thought they had like twice the budget, right? Because they had yes. half of that. You know, they filmed the entire thing. Oops. And they keep trying to say that that's not the case, but then everybody looks at it and it's like, okay, clearly that this is a budgetary thing. Because why the hell else would you cancel it at such a venture? It doesn't make any sense. And even South Carolina, like we have the receipts, we have the proof that you guys messed this up. It's not on us, right? Yeah, it. Uh... The whole the whole thing's a piece of, piece of trash. I'll I'll continue to keep the DC Universe app for now, just because I I you know I'm too lazy to cancel it, and I want to read the comic books. But they also need to work on that comic book reader because it only works so good. Uh, and and on my on my iPad, it's crashed multiple times as I was reading a comic. Um, so I I don't know if it's because I have an older iPad or if it's just because the uh, you know they're still working on the actual comic book reader itself, but. It's it's still got some bugs that they got to work out. Yeah, it's stuck to my on my iPhone. I, I have an iPhone eight plus, and that was not from the either two. Well, I, what was what was even wackier though is they launched this service, and then the same year they launched this service, which is supposed to have everything or whatever, they also joined Comixology Unlimited. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For five bucks a month, which is ha- you know almost half the price of. What you're charging for your streaming service just for comics? Well, that 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 is clearly one hand not talking to the other, and multiple digital initiatives happening at the same time. I mean, because I mean, think about Marvel. I mean, you know, Marvel has Marvel Unlimited, but they're also part of Comicsology Unlimited, um, and you know, they have different offerings on their shore. But at least Marvel Unlimited has been around long enough where they essentially have a pretty complete catalog up there. You know, like they they have almost every single Marvel comic that you can possibly get on there. There are major holes in the DC Universe uh, catalog, even with adding "quote unquote" everything. Um, I was talking about uh, they they don't have uh, pretty much any Captain Marvel uh, stuff on there at all. 
um, other than the most recent series. No Azrael 1 through 100. Come on. Oh, well, clear, clearly then that, that's a giant Wave hole that, that needs flag. to be filled. I mean, come on. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, they're fucking coming out with an Azbat helmet, okay? Hey, hey man, I'm I'm gl- I'm glad, Brent, that you are waving that flag, okay? That's it. Although they do have a what they have Azrael agent of the bat on here. I I am looking at it. Well, is it a hundred issues? Uh, let's see. Uh, scrolling. Is it the same title renamed? It's a hundred issues, man. Yeah, that's it. Oh, they have them all. They have them all. They have them all. Yeah, that's part of the like. Again, they very recently added quote unquote everything. Up until twelve months ago, so any 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 comics that came out are supposed to be there, except for some major holes, and also the quote unquote uh, money winners, uh, you know, uh, comic series uh, that that uh, that people would really, really, really want to read. Plus, there's no Vertigo on there. I don't think stuff like Watchmen is on there either, since technically that falls under Vertigo, even though that's after the fact Vertigo. But they do have uh, Tales of the Black Freighter. So, hey, that's something. Ooh, and they, hey, you can oh. read one one fifth of a comic book. Ooh, and they have the motion comic. The motion comic. Eh? Eh? Uh, no. <laughs> I've no. already purchased all those. Those aren't bad. <laughs> yeah, they're all right. They're all right. They're Better, more accurate than the movie. That's true. <laughs> I am looking. I'm looking forward to the damn series. I I I have trust in Windelhoff. I think he's gonna uh, throw something out there that's gonna be interesting and different than Doom than Doomsday Clock. So, and hopefully he'll nail in this time. Yeah, and uh, he did with uh, the leftovers. So that's why I trust him. You gotta watch the leftovers. Damn it! It's a good yeah, fucking I show. Didn't finish it. F- finish it. Finish it. Finish him! Finish him! So I th- oh, evil. oh, speaking of finishing things. Yes. Uh, can we go on a brief tangent about GOT real quick? All we're doing is going on fucking tangents. So, so, so please, just uh, awesome. just, This is what this happens. Is like, this is what happens when we record once a month. There's a lot of shit to talk about. So yeah, you, once you, you a can, month. This is like once, every once months, two here. months. Once every month and a half. Well, whatever the fuck we do it, man. We're you, almost that's, a that's the way we podcast roll. at this point. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you know what? We have been for a while, so that much hasn't changed. But anyway, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Shoot it, shoot on GO2. All right. Speaking of like nailing the landing, all right. Yeah. Let's just admit the season of Game of Thrones wasn't the best, but it wasn't the worst. Mm-hmm. The people that made out to be. Right. Like, I've seen worse television, and I've only been watching Game of Thrones for the last three seasons concurrent. Say, okay? Mm hmm. I binged. Ago, get caught up for last the last season. So yeah. I'm like, all right, cool. The fact that Game of Thrones actually ended and ended the way they did is a testament to television because not every show ends. Right. You know? And to say that you want them to redo an entire season of television because you didn't like how it ended, it's it's asinine and it's juvenile. Release the Snyder cut of Game of Thrones. Exactly. Like, I, I get it. Out, outrage gets results sometimes. But when you outrage over every little thing, what are you really... But, that, but, that's, but that's the culture right now, man. That's, that's the culture. No, there, there's, 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 there's way too many people out there who believe that if you bitch and moan and whine about something long enough, that you can actually make something happen. And it's, yes. it's, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't work that way. That's not to life. All you... To all you Karens out there with your I want to talk to you manager haircut fanboy attitudes, all right? 
Yeah. Grow the fuck up, please. Well, uh, I, I think that, that, like, there's two sides to this. I don't watch Game of Thrones, but my brother does, so I've been kind of like having a front row seat to, like, the despondent sense of betrayal <laughs> that it's given to its fans. <laughs> there, there are two things here. Um, on the one hand, I don't believe in the if fanboys don't like something, they're always wrong because they're crazy fanboys who can't be who can't be sated because from all accounts, from all like objective, like, okay, even if this makes sense, this was, this was ridiculously short episode accounts, yeah. the ending was genuinely bad. I've barely heard a word in the positive from about it. And even if people did like it, it's generally agreed that like it was rushed where so the point where like the ending wasn't satisfactory because the ramifications weren't resonating enough. Yeah. That that's 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 what I've heard. Yeah. I, I, so I, I take a little a little umbrage with, with Brandon's tenor. On the other hand, the whole petition thing between the petitioning to, 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 to redo the season to going back to like the petition to redo Last Jedi all the way to like, there was a petition to like bring back Iron Man from Endgame. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. At this point, we're getting to like you're, you're treating like fiction and creative storytelling as like a legal thing. Yeah, and that's wrong. I believe in making your your voice known and making people understand. I don't like something that works sometimes. Look at the Sonic movie that's coming out. You know, there was enough people saying we don't like this that like they changed it because they want to make money that shit shouldn't happen to begin with that shit shouldn't have happened to begin with man like fuck fan outcry like the minute that they saw that that's not a design they should have been like what are we doing Uh (laughs) i agree with that but um i thought that was a good idea i i i i think it's within every every person who likes something is right to say i don't like this Mm -hmm. but i do agree that the petition thing brings it into a different realm because this isn't like you know this isn't trying to get a school opened or trying to have some sort of law passed it's it's fictional content and you can choose not to not to watch it and not give any money yeah i i i I, I disagree with the petitions but i do agree with like saying if it sucks it sucks i I agree i agree it's it's within your purview to say that you do not or do like something but we have to realize that this is technically considered art and art should always stand alone and art isn't always meant for everybody art right. is meant to be put out into the atmosphere mm-hmm. and then be viewed as such yeah we can just voice our displeasure with it but we shouldn't be expected the, that the people who make the art should be beholden to what we to what we want and that's my main thing right and, um, and 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 besides man in like 15 years you'll have the conclusion of the books so i i, I think that <laughs> you know by by then you'll be able to find out how it was supposed to end and then everybody yeah. can stop whining that guy's like 69 or 71 i don't i don't i am not holding my breath he's gonna turn out two thousand page books before he <laughs> leaves this earth <laughs> Somehow he finds time to do a Dark, uh, Dark Souls game with From Software, yeah, and then also write this Fire and Blood book that just got put out, which I got for Father's Day. Thanks, family, and this World of Ice and Fire co-written by someone else, mm-hmm. and short stories in between the ten years it's been <laughs> since the last fucking book. The fifth <laughs> book came out when the first season premiered ten years ago. Yep. Look, as a, as but a creative he, he person, still cannot turn out. Whatever you gave, here's here's Brandon. Here's where the, my fucking thing is. You gave the creators an outline of the ending of the last beats of the show. So obviously, you have a plan, and whether you deviate from that plan or execute that plan is totally up to you as the writer. Mm-hmm. Do I think he's 
probably hamstrung now that the ending he gave the show creators, that's what we're assuming that we saw, was universally not universally. I, I liked it personally. I liked it the too. last episode in particular. Yeah. But was it made fun of all across the internet? Was it loved universally? No. And yes to both those questions, right? <laughs> Does that probably put something in the back of his brain that his ending is terrible? Maybe. But but you but, know, but, I don't I don't really believe he's gonna turn that out. But what I still don't understand is why it took him ten years to write these last two books. I know he got involved with the series and other things, yeah. but like you were doing a good job turning out books and other things before then. Brandon's probably going to say the exact same thing that I'm going to say, so I'll let him say it. So, Brandon, uh, create a process. Go ahead. Creative process is a bitch and a half, okay? Yes. You have every intention to put something out there, but sometimes your method and the way you get to putting it out there doesn't always line up with how you want to get there. Yeah. I can write an outline for a story. I can put characters together. I can put scenarios together. But when I actually get to the keyboard and start typing, sometimes it won't come out. Mm-hmm. And you can't force that, unfortunately. Yeah. Because when you force it, you're going to write shit. Right. You're going to get shit. You're going to put shit out there. You put shit out there. G.R.R. Martin is, yeah, he, like, he, he pretty much is hamstrung and he probably is detrimented by what happened to his baby, you know? Mm-hmm. And that makes you less apt to go out there and put yourself out there again. Well, see, here's, here's, here's the major problem, is that Benny Weiss wanted to end it earlier than HBO wanted to. You know, if it was up to HBO, they would have they would have continued for three more years. You know, they they yeah they 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 had they had potential and they saw that there was plenty more left to say. But Benny Weiss wanted to move on, and rather than hand it off to other showrunners, they decided to listen to them when they said, "Look, man, we can end this. We can end this in a season. We know what we're doing. We got what we need to get. We can end this in a season. Let's do it." Like, okay, great. So awesome. They give them the season. Then they split the season in two. So technically it was two seasons. So we waited even longer. Okay, great. Awesome. Whatever. Someone has got to make Confederate. Yeah. Uh, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. They're doing the Star Wars. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's the thing. They, somebody they somebody <laughs> got an inkling of a Star Wars gig of a trilogy of films. Yeah. And, and a, a lifetime... A generation long uh, residual steal on that trilogy of films and rides and merchandise. Yep. And someone went, fuck yeah. Mm-hmm. They can ounce of cocaine already. Oh my yeah. God. Yeah, pretty much that's what happened. They saw dollar signs and they said dollar signs is more important than the art. And then that's what happened. Exactly. Mean, meanwhile, Amanda Pete is still begging her husband for a bit part in whatever next thing he's doing. <laughs> but, but like, you know, the, the ending, the actual ending itself worked for me and, and and i know plenty of other people that it did work for as well it's just what you were saying donovan and what everybody's been saying you know it did feel rushed because they had to, they had to end it in six episodes you know they, they had all this set up so they had to spend literally an episode on the fight with uh you know the, the big fight and then they had literally an episode for you know danny to go cuckoo bananas and and burn everything and an episode to wrap everything up so clearly it was going to feel rushed because they only had so much to da- the damn time to do with it. See, I- I'm sorry. Those episodes, the long night and the the bells. Yeah. 
those hour and a half long episodes in one location did not need to be an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. Those were bloated as fuck. Yeah. So yeah, that's bloated. Because, that's because they had to fill so much story in that little bit of thing. Yeah, but now, you didn't have to. You still didn't have to make it an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. I I think the long that you had to make an hour and a half because that is that's a, a lot to get in there. I don't right. like how it ended. Yeah, I think spread it out. I think you actually could spread the long night over two episodes. It probably wouldn't have felt as bloated. And then if they made this season, we'll say it was what it was six episodes. If they made this ten or eleven episodes mm-hmm. this season, you would have got. I also don't know how I feel about like well they only had so much time because that was that was preordained, so it is going to feel rushed. They should understand that context and and know what they can and can't do. They shouldn't right. say. Well, we have no choice but to rush it. We have no choice but to squeeze it in but, because that's that's not going to make Lynn to a satisfying viewing experience. And, and, but that's just it. I guarantee you they did not think they were rushing, that they did actually have enough time to work with and that they did have you know plenty of time to wrap things up. In their brains, they did. And it's, that's, stand, it's just standard deadline um, yeah, mentality. Exactly. Yeah. yeah I, get, I have six days to get this done, right? Mm-hmm. And then – I will crap around for three days, and then day four, five, and six, oh shit, I've got to put everything into this little bit of time. Are these the same showrunners that have been doing the entire show? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you think would have changed between like the the sense of pacing previous seasons and this final season? I mean, because I would imagine that like they would have had those previous seasons of pacing experience just to understand the difference of a six-episode season. Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Distraction. No, no yeah. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. Um... Fact that it was the fact that the season was super truncated compared to the last the other seasons. Yeah, I think last season was what, eight episodes. Uh, this this episode this season yeah season eight was it was eight episodes long yeah. No no, no. this was season was six. Oh six, six. you're right yeah. The, the last season was eight. Season before yeah. was seven. Yeah, no, seven. seven. Yeah, it was seven, and, and then season six was ten. So you, you can tell they, that they're the fact that even with like what was the season when they were on the boat. Uh, when Jorah was on the boat, all season long. Uh, that was at five, I think. Yeah, either four or five. Yeah. You could tell it was a long period of time because hell, it was ten episodes over, over in one location. Yeah. And now you can tell with with this season, last season, they're going from King's Landing to uh, to the north like that. Yeah. In one episode. Right. You can tell that they they don't care about their timing or their pacing of the, of the show. Anyway, they want to get to point A to point B to point C to point B. Right. And move this way forward. And point Q. Don't forget point Q. Exactly, yes. Yeah. Or far point. <laughs> no, far point something else. Picard, coming soon. Yeah. But, I mean, that, that's the problem. They, they were rushing through telling the story. Mm-hmm. And if they would have slowed the, if they would have slowed down for... if they could, And they could have probably got another... Two episodes out, two episodes out, out of HBO. Mm-hmm. That wouldn't have killed them. I mean, that wouldn't have put them that far back on plotting out for Star Wars, for Star Wars either, too. Right. Two episodes would not have killed, would not have killed the season, and it would have made Danny's turn and feel at least a little bit more satisfying. Well, look, at least we have a prequel that's begun filming. Okay, you know, because that's what we need is prequels. <clears throat> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> We all know how well prequels turn out. Uh-huh. Star Wars. Yeah, right, Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. Everything goes back to Star Wars in one way or the other, whether it's a prequel or whether it's uh, whatever the hell the next movie is going to be. That's 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 all we're thinking about at this point. 
I just wanted Ari the I just wanted Arya the Explorer. That's all. Yeah, I know, and we're not getting that. Nope. Nope. Because she's busy doing other stuff, and uh, and I don't think that's that's something that they, like that, that they want to explore like, for some reason. Like that, like that movie that's not getting that's not getting released. Oh, you you mean you mean New War? Uh, new yeah, New Mutants. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. not getting released ever. Um, it will, it will, but I guarantee you, it's going to be like straight to FX. You know, it'll be the it'll be the first movie that's ever gone straight to FX. <laughs> Why haven't they just done that already? Why spend money on reshoots? I I don't know. I, they they it's now supposed to be April third, twenty twenty. Okay. Because they're, bu- because they're budgeting contracted. That's why. Yeah. Pre production pre production started on this movie in April twenty seventeen. Yeah. Uh, Filming began on July tenth, twenty seventeen. This movie. They should will have be- put this thing out in January. What the fuck? It, they sh- they were going to. Here's the thing: they shot this thing so fast too. Yeah, they did it in what thirty days, thirty sixty days. Yep, which is ridiculous for a movie like this because they knew that their time was up at Fox. Yeah, so why didn't you just release it last year in April like you're supposed to? They really should have, and and frankly, you know, they put a trailer out. Everybody forgot that huh? they put a trailer out. <laughs> a good one too. A yeah. good trailer. Yeah, two I, trailers. Yeah, oh, there oh, were two right, shit. Two. Oh my god. And and then it just sat on the shelf because that's the this way. Is gonna be, well, they didn't want to kill Dark Phoenix because I was going to do so well. All right, fine. We'll get back to the MCU since we just mentioned it again. All right, I. I didn't mention the MCU. I mentioned the XCU. Yes, you did. Now, let's let's talk about the XCU. Yeah. I want to touch on Donovan's point before we started recording. Go ahead. So Donovan said, "When did this idea of?" the XCU being so bad ever come out. And I, know, I say I to know. you, Donovan, have you rewatched the XCU recently? <laughs> because I rewatched all the X-Men movies. Like last year, I was listening to the kind of kind funny, funny in review mm-hmm. yep. and they did X-Men in review. So I week to week to week, baby, boom, 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 kept up with their reviews. And Oh my God, X three, not as bad as one may think. Uh-huh. X1 and X2 really slow nowadays. Really? Oh, oh man. Okay. Yeah. I, I have digital copies of the first 3, so I may I may have to, to sit down and rewatch them and see what I think. I, I I mean X2 X2 is still up there in my head as great, but I in don't know. In your head, but yeah. They are movies definitely of their time. Mm-hmm. And they do I don't think they hold up at all. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. And in in retrospect, X three is the, in terms of like pacing and tone and shit going on is the most Marvel movie of the whole bunch. That's hilarious. Yeah, Want to know why? Why? Because it's done by Brett Ratner, <laughs> ADD himself. <laughs> oh boy. The I couldn't keep the, the man can't keep a camera steady for five seconds to, let, to save his life. No, that's true. That's true. I, Look, I will say one thing though that that's, there is that one scene in X three, which is the the fight scene in the gray house. That is actually pretty well done. Mm-hmm. There's, a, there's it, a lot of there's a lot of stuff going on. There. It's a lot of stuff going on at one time. It gave us the greatest meme of all time. Which one? Which one? I'm the juggernaut, bitch. <laughs> that was oh god. Uh, <laughs> uh, although, although actually, I, that, no, that was before that actually though. I'm so glad we got a, a real juggernaut in Deadpool too. Even if he was uh, mostly, uh, you know, uh, for laughs, he uh, 
Yeah, he 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 felt he felt a lot more like Juggernaut should at least than he did in the, in the last stand. I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna have my my thoughts on it, and then I then I I want to touch on the movie a little bit, and Donovan, we can go back and forth on that a little bit. But yes, I, I I think my I think my main issue with the X Men films is that you can retitle them Wolverine and the X Men for the most part because rather than focusing on the entire team. And rather than building up the entire team, they decided to build up Wolverine. And Wolverine's a cool character, don't get me wrong. And Hugh Jackman did an amazing job playing Wolverine for years. You know, from, from 2000 until 2017. You know, 17 years of playing in the character. He did a really good job of that. It's just every other character was sacrificed for that. He did not play Wolverine once a year, every year. Come he did. On. He did not. But it was his character for seventeen years. And he is actually in the Guinness Book of World Records for playing a single comic character the longest. Yes. Him and Patrick Stewart. Yep. Yeah. And 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 it's also just basically the story of you know Professor Xavier and Magneto and their and their guy love, uh, which which is again great. But you gotta balance that with everything else. And Cyclops has nothing in these movies. Storm has nothing in these movies. Jean Grey is barely anything, including Last Stand, where she's where she's the main villain. Um, you mean MacGuffin? Yeah, MacGuffin, exactly. Um, and you know they did introduce some good characters along the way, like they're both takes on Nightcrawler I've enjoyed, and and Beast as well. It's just. I don't know. It's just overall, there's a certain team dynamic that just never really worked for me with the original trilogy of movies and has mostly been lacking in the other ones as well. Uh, but, but Donovan, I, w- I want to get your take on that. Okay, I mostly agree with you. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of almost pretty much where you, where you are in terms of like, I wish these X movies were just more like the animated series. Yeah. Because, yes, it is, Wolverine is up front and center. You know, yes, it is. Like in the backbone of it is is Xavier versus Magneto, which I don't think is actually a problem. Mm-hmm. But I think uh, we start with the beginning. Beginning. I love the first X Men film. I think that's actually my favorite X Men film. Oh wow! Because and the reason and, I, and I, that's not me saying that after having seen it like thirty years ago. Mm-hmm. I, I watched it a few years ago, and I think that captures the dynamic of the X Men idea the most. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of really cool mystery in it. I think all the characters. Are actually on point. I think it's actually Cyclops' best turn. You know, he's the team leader in that. You have scenes of him like telling Xavier, "I'm going to take care of him if anything happens to you." Um, the only movie he's really in. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's in the second one but to a lesser degree. Um, yeah, but like in the first two X Men films, I think there are some solid attempts to like portray it, but they get kind of caught up in their own story. Like because like like Jean Grey is Logan's love interest over Cyclops and that's wrong yes and that's that's a sacrifice of the story that I think because I think I heard that like Singer wanted for X-Men 3 to have the whole Dark Phoenix thing kind of like, like how it was in the most recent film where mm-hmm. Scott actually has a lot more of the emotional uh, weight in there yeah but like if we got to go back to like you know historically overall re- people's reactions at the, at the time throughout from one to, to now X-Men 1, positive. X-Men 2, positive. X-Men 3, negative. Wolverine Origins, negative. Yeah. Uh, first Class, 
positive. Yeah. The Wolverine, positive. Yeah. Days of Future Past, positive. Deadpool, one, positive. Logan, positive. Deadpool, two, positive. Apocalypse, negative. Dark Phoenix, negative. Two-thirds of the franchise are generally well-regarded. Now, I think if we get into like the MCU discussion, we can pro- I can probably elaborate on this more. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of us are really spoiled by the MCU. Well, yeah, of course. Of course, you go back and you look, we watch the films like 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 game changing films like this. I've seen people say this shit about Blade, the Raimi Spider Man films, yeah, and say, "Oh man, all all these movies sucked before the MCU came along with Iron Man." It's like, guys, <laughs> we wouldn't have these the MCU without these films. I'm also a firm believer that Blade is better than Blade Two. So that's that's. Oh, I, I'm, I'm with you there. Yeah. I, I'm with oh, yeah. You. Yeah. I'm not saying that like these aren't dated or flawed. Mm-hmm. And like, like with you, Ian, there's a lot of room to go on. I oh, wish yeah. I wish these episodes were a lot more. I, I, also, I just wish they were a lot more X Men oriented rather than like either Wolverine or to swallow in their own story. Right. I really do. But that doesn't mean that like we can turn around and say, oh, actually they suck there all along. I, I find that to, I don't agree with that. And I think that like if people pull the if you go back and watch it, you won't like it card as really disingenuous because I own the first two X Men films and I love them. Right. Um. I know that. A lot of them are, are, are annoying. I think they've never really gotten Storm right, even in her power set. Yeah. Because she looks really cheesy all the time. I think that um, uh, I don't like how the team is generally set to like, you know, four or five characters at a time, mm-hmm. as opposed to like Team Blue or Gold, where there's like nearly a dozen. Um, I, you know, and I don't, I don't, I don't like how, you know, like Days of Future Past just shoves Wolverine in the forefront. Yeah. I can understand on a, a publicity level why they do that, but it's still annoying. So. I'm with you mostly, Ian, in that like there was a lot of potential squandered with the franchise, but I would not pull the trigger and say, and because of that, it has majorly been bad. Because I still think that like there's a lot to like, and a lot to that, a lot, a lot that like the MCU has has kind of taken the ball and ran with it. Well, that I. It gets to be a little frustrating when people turn the conversation to something else. Sure. No, no, no. And I understand that. Like, I mean, you know, it's it's not necessarily even that these movies are bad on their own. It's just that in building a universe, I feel like they've failed. And, and, and that's, you know, something that, yet again, we're spoiled with the MCU. So, of course... You know, we're gonna have different opinions on that. It's just we've been trying to do that. It's like one at a time. Yes. Well, after after Days of Future Past ended, and they reset the universe of the the old X Men, and then the next movie went back to the young X Men, Mm -hmm. and they didn't give a fuck about anything. Yeah. That's really when it was like, okay, this is cash for you guys. Yeah. Okay. Here, I have a theory about the first X Men movie. Mm Hmm. You guys tell me what you think. I've just thought of this as we were talking. Yeah. X-Men number one, mm-hmm. the movie, yeah. was a stroke of luck on everybody's part. Sure. Because you look at the casting for that movie, mm-hmm. and Brian Singer basically cast whom he thought would be cool mm-hmm. to have as that character. Storm. Okay. When who's the biggest black actress we can find right now? Who would be cool to have Storm? Halle Berry. Okay, and done. Bassett. Who would be cool? <laughs> yes, of course. But who would be cool to have Professor X? Who's bald? Patrick Stewart. Okay, cool. <laughs> done. Oh, no. Patrick, Patrick Stewart was literally born to play the character of Professor Xavier. I, I'm not arguing any of yeah. this stuff. I'm just saying <laughs> this is what the casting was like. Yeah. Who would it cool be cool to have Magneto? He's the same age as Professor X. Okay, mm-hmm. who do we have as X? Patrick Stewart, okay, same age. Uh, see if Ian McKellen's interested. Okay, he is cool. <laughs> Who would it be cool to have Cyclops? 
Um, who can we get on the cheap? James Marsden kind of looks like Cyclops. Let's cast him. Um, who would be cool that's to be great. Toad? What does Toad do? Jumps around. Who's a martial artist that's hot right now? That guy from Phantom Menace, okay? <laughs> um, who would be cool to be Sabretooth? We need Sabretooth in this movie. God, How about this guy? Tyler Maine. It's in his name. Okay, that's cool. Sabretooth was do the biggest that. misstep in, in, in the entire X-Men franchise, uh, even even when they had Liv Shriver play him in Origins. Okay, even still. Okay, yeah. so here here's the crux of my theory. Yeah. Right? We talked about Toad. We talked about Storm. We talked about Sabretooth. Who would it be cool if, right? Yeah. Just stupid lame castings that didn't work. Yeah. Who would be cool to ca- to have as Wolverine? Doug Ray Scott. Doug Ray Scott. <laughs> Doug Ray Scott, yes. Oh, Doug God, Ray yeah. Scott, the villain from MI2, which hasn't done a single <laughs> fucking thing since. Nope. Maybe a little, maybe here or there, <laughs> but nothing of note. Let me just put it that way. Was originally cast as Wolverine. It's only because MI2, he got hurt or something happened with like- the shooting that he was not able to be Wolverine. Yeah. So they lucked out because they were shooting in Australia mm-hmm. on Hugh Jackman. Yeah. And what did they stumble across? A fucking gold mine. Yeah. So once that happened in X-Men 1, and you're like, oh my God, Hugh Jackman is a really good actor. Mm-hmm. We can ride this guy all the way home. Yep. Boom. That so Everything shifted after that. Yeah. But if you had had Doug Gray Scott, your X-Men number one movie would be as good or bad as Superman 3 or 4. <laughs> I completely so, disagree. All right, so can I give counterpoint to Donna real quick? Go ahead. Piggyback off what, the, what one phrase of Brent. Yeah, look. X-Men 1 was lightning striking, okay? And the reason why we give Marvel such a pass is because they managed to make lightning strike the same spot again. Y- y- you again. you want to know what happens when, when lightning strikes a toad? <sighs> the same thing that happens to everything else. <laughs> Thank you. Please continue. Yes, thank you, Joss Whedon, for that line. That's a great line, Joss Whedon. So, the problem is, like, with, like, Ian, like Ian said, you can take out X-Men from these titles and just call it The Mutants, and guess what? It's still the same story. Yeah. Because they're not really X-Men stories. They're, they're stories about characters who have the same names as the X-Men, who have the same powers as the X-Men, but they're really not the X-Men. They're, mu- they're mutant stories. Mm-hmm. And the problem is also that, that their stories kind of ebb and flow because there's no real consistency. You can tell right from that, right from get that they don't care about the timeline because when does X Men One take place? Anybody? X Men One takes place in two thousand. No, it takes place in the near future. Oh. Okay. So yeah. when, X-Men, when, is, when does X Two take place? It takes place in two thousand two or two thousand three. Okay. okay? So okay, then again, they don't really care about their own timeline. No, and and also too, and also too, like there's no grand design. I think the most X Men movie you have actually is First Class. Mm-hmm. Because that that deals with the characters at their core. Yes, that deals that deals with something that is pertinent to those characters. You actually mm-hmm. have that that drama actually also too. I'd agree with which, you. Which is this? Which is the Claremontian soap opera that we all want to have one yeah. day? You know. Uh, where you have these characters, these large life characters having these verbose speeches about you know ideals and powers and responsibilities, and you know um, you have Xavier kind of being a dick also too, you know, but a little more mischievous. And you have um, Raven as like his stalwart best friend who, who he grew up with, and then you have this tortured and tormented 
Magneto, which I think is probably the best Magneto we've seen ever mm-hmm. in, that, in first class. Yeah. And then you go to you go to Days of Future Past, and then you kind of get it mixed together with the singer verse, and then you kind of muddle down those other characters again. And then you go to Apocalypse, and then it's like you don't really care as much because you, you lose that, that drama of it. And that's what makes these movies kind of subpar because there is so much potential to be so good for these movies. I think my main problem with the, with the franchise from start, and, and it did correct itself over time, is that when it started in 2000, Hollywood was still afraid of superheroes. Mm-hmm. And... That's why we got the leather jumpsuits. That's why we got, you know, like a, a downplay of abilities. That's why we tried to get it to be like a, even like a, a sort of spy at times or, you know, like it, it just it, it didn't it didn't quite feel like they were embracing their source material. It's very Matrix, the first film. Definitely. 100 percent. Yes, I, I would 100 percent agree with that. And when you have such a rich source material as the X-Men, when you have years and years and years of comic books that you could go off of, and even Spider-Man was closer to the source material than what X-Men gave us, I just feel like it was such a waste in the end. For them to, for them to wait until Days of Future Past to, you know, to actually have a true, you know, X-Men story... I mean, yes, it was changed a little bit for the for the for the screen, but you know, of course, that's the case with literally everything. It gets changed for, changed for the screen. You could say X two was a, was an was an adaptation. Sure, it was, but less so. Um, you know, it's it, it's got a lot of man's man kills in in premise, but not an execution. X Men Apocalypse that could have easily been a trilogy, and so could a Dark Phoenix. Mm-hmm. If you're if you're you know building up the characters, both of these char- both of these villains are villains that you need build up for. You cannot do them in one movie, and that's why somebody suggested this uh, on on Facebook after I went after I posted that article and we had our back and forth, Donovan. That the X Men are made for TV, not for movies. And- um. And, and frankly, I believe that even more after seeing Dark Phoenix, because that would have actually given us damn time to invest in the character and grow and have it have the story actually matter. Counterpoint to Dark Phoenix. Yeah, you have been building to Dark Phoenix with Jean Grey. I mean, if you've just been watching Game of Thrones for the past five seasons, you know <laughs> Dark Sansa is coming. God damn it. <laughs> Well, also, one of my one of my main problems with with Dark Phoenix is the complete disregard of Jean's Phoenix flair in X Men Apocalypse. Oh, yeah, oh, I, heard, I heard about that. Just a one off. Just a one off. It never happened. Yeah, just completely under the rug. La la la. This never happened. Doody doody do. Move on. Also, complete disregard of the costumes that you introduce at the end of X Men Apocalypse. Thank you. Yes. Yep. Why would you give us those pretty damn good comic accurate costumes and then take it away? Yeah. Hey, Frank Quitely costumes were comic accurate. Frank Quitely costumes were were comic accurate. Didn't work at all on the screen. <laughs> did not work at all. Did. On what's the so screen. bad about X Men Two? Uh, what's so bad about 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 X Two? Um, X Two. 
There's not a lot bad about X2, except for the fact that it yet again falls into the category of being a Wolverine movie. Um, well, I mean, even that is like, you know, the story is an X-Men story. You know, it's, it's, it's a guy taking act. You know, it's not Magneto. It's a guy taking active war against the mutants. Sure. He's having, he's having mastermind manipulating Xavier. Mm-hmm. And the X-Men are splintered. Um, Wolverine does take precedent. I will, I will agree. Yeah. But you have a lot of Storm, a lot of Gene, a lot of, you know, you're you're introducing new characters with, you know, expanding on Iceman. Yeah. Uh, you have the Strike, who, who's... Is not the character from the comics, but they are interesting other characters showing abilities and that kind of stuff. Like yeah. again, like, like 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 I don't know. It's it's the refrain of like, oh, they waited until ten years to do an X Men story. That just sounds so catchy. That that it, it has me at a pause. It's I, I think Donovan. What what when you rewatch these in a row? I hope and I hope you do more sooner rather than later. Is that you'll find like X two specifically. Needs Wolver- it hinges on Wolverine. Like everybody's motivations for anything they do hinge on the actions of Wolverine. If you take Wolverine out of that story, uh, Brian Cox's character is not as mad. Uh, he doesn't maybe necessarily want to get Wolverine back so bad, or uh, was never the head of Weapon X. Maybe he grew up liking his son. You know what I mean? Like, and all everything all the kids oh, do is because of Wolverine because he's driving them around. So you take Wolverine out of that story, mm-hmm. and the story never happens. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't agree with that because Marion Cox was mad at Xavier because he took his son to Xavier's school and Xavier couldn't help him. Um, the mutants were going to going to go try to save with the uh, you know the kidnapped mutants that that Brian Cox did. Um, and Magneto was going to go after going after Mastermind anyway. Yeah, Wolverine helped drive some of the action, but I wouldn't agree that like the story revolves around him. He has a connection to he has a connection to Stryker, but like, and that's a major connection, but that's not a primary, fundamental, uh, central whirlpool of the story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I actually agree because Stryker's main onus is actually with Xavier. True. Yeah, and, and I mean, I'd say X two gets close. You know, yeah. it, it honest it honestly gets close to being what I wanted. Out of out of an X Men movie, it's just still. I mean, is Wolverine too much focused in the in the X franchise? Absolutely. 100%. Oh my god, yes. But I don't think in like like for instance the first Singer films, it's as bad. X Men Three is a Wolverine jerk off fest. Yeah, like like, yes. like 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 Jean dies for his man pain. Yeah, not for not for her own character. And X Men um, Origins, Origins Wolverine is a goddamn travesty that should have never even. That is the worst X Men film. Oh, easily, easily. Light leaps and bounds, and and Dark Phoenix, like like get, getting back to, to to present day here, like there's some decent ideas in there, you know, like it's not it it's it's not terrible, it's just so boring at times, and like I I don't know it it, it slogs. It's 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 like Claremont from the '90s, not Claremont from the '70s and '80s. Oh my you didn't god! Even see it, man. Oh my god! <laughs> Holy shit, man! You just you just hit the money, Brandon. You you hit the it's fucking like, money. It, it's like reading Claremont's Extreme X Men. Yeah. Here, I okay. Um, so I didn't see Apocalypse. Um, but for whatever reason, the trailers for. Dark Phoenix were really intriguing me. Yeah. So I went in there after it was just deluged with horrible reviews. Mm-hmm. I sat down, watched from beginning to end, and yeah. I was aware of all the flaws. Jessica yeah. Chastain and her entire plot do not be the movie. Mm-hmm. Mystique's death, spoilers, is ultimately not as big of a deal as it should be. Yeah. Um, there should be just a lot more time with Storm and Nightcrawler. Yeah. 
and I think that like uh, that that the film's version of Dark Phoenix, they can't decide whether it's her innate power or a psychological kind of Such thing. Such bullshit. She's ultimately not that. She's ultimately not as evil as she was in the comics. Yeah, there were genuine pivotal flaws of the movie. I had a hell of a time watching it because we saw things we've not seen in an X Men movie. We saw Xavier in the field telling the X Men what to do. We saw a lot of like kind of cross interference combat with the X Men. Yeah. We saw a, a lot of uh, train action sequences, mm-hmm. especially near the end of the, of the train sequence. Um, we saw some intense uh, drama. I thought with her and her father. Um, we saw the X Men doing missions like the X Men do. We saw them as an established uh, established entity in, in a context, and I was really missing a lot of that throughout. The entirety of the that's why I really like Deadpool two so much because the X Men were established, right? And they did that joke of like, oh, they're in the other room, but like you know, when there's a mutant thing, Colossus and his and his other X Men go into the into the field. Like, I wanted that, yeah. And it kind of goes with what you were saying is that like I like the idea of the X Men as as established, kind of as the Avengers, not so much in the superhero sense, but like we're they're not they're, we're not playing hide and go seek with like the franchise itself. And only and only showing up when Wolverine's there. So, say what you will about Dark Phoenix, I really liked it because to me it felt like an excellent movie in a way which the films have not done in a long time. So, so here's here's my one of my main problems with the movie is that because of the because of the time jumps, you know, we went we went from 1983 as a setting for X Men Apocalypse, and now we're in what was it 1992 for Dark Phoenix. Just in time for the Jim Lee run. <laughs> yeah, just in time for the Jim Lee run, even though they're using the Quietly jackets, so missed opportunity. Um, uh, we needed more pockets, clearly, and, 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 and belts and communicators everywhere. Everywhere's a communicator. Like, just, just, just tap any part of your body and it's a communicator. Uh, <laughs> but you're telling me in between 1982, sorry, 1983 and 1992, suddenly the X-Men are the shit? Like suddenly they are, you know, mutants are accepted and everything's hunky dory and everything's fine and dandy, sa- like sour candy. Professor Xavier is, you know, has a freaking bat phone to the president and all this running shit. For running, running for office, also do. Running for office, like, I like that. you're you're telling you're telling me all this shit managed to happen in like nine years. That's it is su- it is such a weak premise, and and I and I get that you know the the X Men running the battle shit is cool because yes it's cool because it's it's solid X Men action. Do we see Nightcrawler put on a freaking uh, helmet in the middle of space, you know, like he does in the comics without any sort of suit? Yes, because he's Nightcrawler and shit happens. Um, you know, do do we get to see? The you know the uh, the the X the X Men plane coming out from underneath their basketball uh, court. Yes, we do. Great, awesome, terrific. Seen that before. Exactly, but it was cool here, like it always is. So whatever. It just felt so flat, and that's my that's my problem. You know, it, it's supposed to be an epic story. It's supposed to be an epic saga, and instead. Mm-hmm. There was just no weight to it whatsoever. You're going to give me action. Okay, cool. That's great. But it's almost fluff for the rest no, of the I, story. I, I, can absolutely, I can absolutely understand that. Yeah. I, I don't think you're, you're being unreasonable in, in what you're talking about. Yeah. So, that's, so, that, so that was my main issue with it. It's like, you know, like there's stuff there to enjoy, and then there's literally everything else. And there's a version of this sitting on a shelf somewhere where they're not Mbari, they're scrolls. Yeah. 
because they literally had to reshoot the entire ending of this film because it apparently was too close to Captain Marvel. I like this better than Captain Marvel. <laughs> but I'm not, I'm not going to dwell on that. No, no, I, 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 and I, and I get that. You know, you're entitled to it. So that's. I mean, I, I, I do think it's interesting that, like, when this, but, but would you not agree that, like, when this film was, like, you know, there was reshoots and stuff, and it was kind of, it was being said to come out mm-hmm. during that time, it was agreed. Oh, this franchise actually sucks, and I, and I, I still find that to be curious. Mm-hmm. We, we've talked about it. We've talked about the reasons why it's flawed and why, and, and why you can think that. But it's interesting to me that. Days of Future Past, the X Men franchise was cool. Mm-hmm. Then you had the Deadpool movie, then like Logan, yeah. And people people thought Apocalypse was lame, but then you had you know Deadpool two. Mm-hmm. But it's interesting to me that like when the narrative of Dark Phoenix was concerned, it was just another in a long line of a failed franchise. Again, with the majority of the films being agreed upon as good, I I, I still don't know how that happened. And maybe it's just because you know you had like you know the the, the cuter lamb of the MCU <laughs> in front of, every, of everything, and people were just hard fucking that. disagree. Hard fucking disagree right there. First off, okay, what happens is Apocalypse shat the bed. Okay, that movie was not great by any means. Yeah, and then you have Dark Phoenix come out, and my biggest question was why? Why are we rushing to get to the Dark to get the Phoenix again? Mm-hmm. Because we already had it with X three, yeah, and that's I think that's where it began to taint that little noggin in the back of your in the back of your brain of like, is this franchise really going to stick the landing again? Right. Because everything we have learned about Dark Phoenix from X three is written. It was written by the same director, Ken- okay, yeah. Simon Kinberg. Yeah, wrote uh, X three. Yeah. At that time, we were supposed to have um, what's the face attached to it also as well. To direct it again. Oh, so sing, thinking, sing, oh singer, singer, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Everyone's favorite director. Now, now known as he who shall not be named, because yes. uh, yeah, but he yeah. made so he's the last time you're seeing him for a while. Yeah, at that time, it was supposed to be those two backed it back at it again to do this movie again mm-hmm. to possibly correct the mistakes that they made the first time, and already there, I'm like, that's not going to end up well. Nope. And then. Look, reshoots happen. Reshoots, reshoots happen on, on every film. And to say that, oh, you know, reshoots tainted this movie, is, that's <laughs> not true. No. Uh, well, when you, when you see that there is no passion for this franchise anymore, that the gas is pretty much all gone from the tank here, and they're just really just counting down the days till they get bought up by Fox, mm-hmm. until they get bought up by, by Marvel yeah. or by Disney, Yeah. It, the writing was on the wall. And that, that unfairly to some degree tainted this film yeah but we got to call a spade a spade sometimes and we got to say a bad movie is a bad movie and this is not a good movie this is not even close to being a good movie at all no and and how little faith in it do you and you know i i get it you know you you want to you want to focus on the villain or what have you to not even have x-men in the name to right. just to just call it dark phoenix i don't mind that it's, to be honest it's a That's weird. Brain. It's a weird choice. It's, it's it's confusing. It's confusing to your branding. It is. Yeah. That's well, they, have, they kind of like made the X and Dark Phoenix bold, so it's like you know it's an X Men film. <laughs> if, if you're if you're a fan, yeah. But this is goes this goes back to the John Carter problem. This goes back to wait the, wait. Um, hold on, hold on, Brandon. Fan stick. Fan stick. <laughs> Uh, even um, what was it? Uh, all uh, all you need, all you need is kill or live that repeat. Yeah, you mm. need consistent naming conventions yes, in your films. You do, 
and if and if you change up your average, your fans were going to say, okay, this is what we know. Mm-hmm. But Joe Blow, average moviegoer, who is jumping on for the first time with your film, remember, as Stanley once said, every comic book film, every comic book is someone's first comic book. It's true. You need to be inclusive to those people. Yeah. And, and 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 in that note, in that note alone, because of the time jump and because of the team being all yay team, this could have worked for that. Somebody who didn't see Apocalypse, you know, Donovan didn't see Apocalypse. He didn't really have to because, frankly, here here's the team. That's it. Yeah, well, I wasn't lost at all. No, you weren't. I mean, they they were they were introduced in Apocalypse, and that was it. You know, who cares? Like nothing about that movie mattered in the end, and. That that is that is another one of my major gripes about the you know franchise as a whole is that so little of it matters from movie to movie. They mention you know first class in this, and they do have a couple of you know touching moments between Beast and uh, and, and Mystique about how they're the only survivors of the first class, and like yeah, you are because literally everybody else is dead. Um, <laughs> moved on. Yeah. Uh, mostly because they were killed off screen, uh, which was kind of shitty of Days of Future Past and still one of my... Or, or they were killed as a joke. Yeah, or they killed as a joke, yeah. Um, but there, there's not enough weight to it. I'm, I'm just going to end it there. We could literally talk about this like all, all night long, and I appreciate that these films exist, and I appreciate that the franchise has lasted 19 years. It's kind of amazing. I, I look forward to the eventual reboot in five years. And I want to, and I want to see what happens because they can't reboot it right away. They cannot do that. This cannot be a Spider-Man scenario where a year or two later we get a reboot. They, yeah, they, this this has to be put on the shelf for a little bit. Yes, absolutely. Maybe maybe release your unreleased movie of uh, of New Mutants, which is kind of oh, yeah. not X Menish, <laughs> but kind of X Menish. But it could be like that little bridge that works between the two of them. Yeah, or it's just different enough that it could you know work. Uh, turns out, then, that, turns out, New Mutants is going to be a blockbuster video exclusive. <laughs> Wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> Available at your nearest. Bu- oh wait, Captain Marvel fell through it. Oops. Uh, <laughs> hey guys, go go to Alaska. There's that one there. <laughs> so let's let's talk about another franchise for a minute, okay? As as, as I, would, I, would, I would just object real quick that like I, I would agree with you that like hold off on the one for just a few years because I think yeah. the narrative of oh Marvel's going to save this franchise and Kevin Feige is going to save fandom. Yeah. I mean, you know, we're, 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 we'll get into the MCU, but like, you know, it's not, it's, again, it's not as though that like the entire franchise, you know, they're, 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 it's not so much as to do stuff from the ground up. Right. Yeah. No, that's, yeah, that, mean, that's fair. I mean, X-Men are, are pretty much at the same level. Well, not as into that, but they're pretty close to the same level as like, you know, a Wonder Woman or like even like an Aquaman where people kind of know who they are. Mm-hmm. You don't really have to tell the origin story all over again. Oh, yeah. I think that of the two, Fantastic Four is going to premiere first, and and and, yeah. then, and then we're going to get something out of X Men in a in you know in a couple of years. We'll we'll see That's what happens. Show. Yeah, more than likely. All right, let's let's go let's go back to the initial conversation that we were that we started having before the eight hundred meanderings that typically happen on this show. DC so, streaming service. No, damn it, MCU. All right, we're 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 at a point now where. You know, Endgame has happened. We've reached the Endgame. Technically, Phase 3 ends with Far From Home, but 
uh, in a way that's sort of an epilogue to phase three for to most people, I would say, because, you know, Endgame, Endgame was the conclusion in so many ways. You know, this is just like what the what the world is going to happen afterwards in, in Far From Home, if they even bother to touch on it. movie sequence. Essentially, yeah. Um, but let's take a look at what has become, you know, one of the largest franchises clearly the largest because there's what 22 films or something like that at this point like 22. jesus 22 films 22 films in about 10 years which is ridiculous when you think about it but uh, or is it 12 something like that it's a it, uh, 12 or thir- 11 years now. 11 years okay our thoughts on where the mcu has has uh, has landed and just how hopeful we are for where it's going in the future because i i honestly I don't really know where it's going to go from here. We know what movies are happening, like Eternals is is supposed to be happening with possibly Keanu in it, Captain Marvel 2 probably in Phase 4, and Black Panther 2, and maybe a Doctor Strange 2. Yeah, Doctor Strange 2 they've been talking about. As Guardians of the Galaxy. As Guardians of the Galaxy. We got... Three. Oh God! <laughs> uh, Ant Man, Ant Man three, uh, which I guess would be Ant Man, Wasp, and Ant Man and the Wasp and Ant Man. Uh, sure. Or just go back uh, in time to prevent Ant Man. No, it's that's a that Nando V movie reference there. Ant Man, Ant Man, Wasp, and Toto two. Uh, mm-hmm. will be the name of the third one, but let's let's get everybody's general thoughts on on, on where we've come and uh, you know how how Endgame you know led us to where we are and what have you like like where how how are we feeling right now what what, what are we thinking about the future uh, Brent how you feeling I feel fine I don't know where the fuck this is going <laughs> for real uh, I'm not that interested in Eternals yeah not that interested in Inhumans um I don't I'm know Shang Chi no. I watched Iron Fist and he wasn't that interesting. How could Shane Fee be any more interesting? He doesn't have powers. Uh, well, they, they, they changed that. They gave Captain America powers practically. That's true. That's true. Yeah, no, I, I, I could see Shang-Chi working really well if they actually embrace the, uh, the kung fu-ness and, you know, don't give somebody a week of lead time to learn how to do it. That's, uh, that's definitely going to be a benefit to the, to the movie when it comes out. Wait, so you're, so you're saying you can't learn a martial arts in seven days? As a matter of fact, you cannot, sir. Thanks, oh, TV budget thing. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, so, so, I mean, is this your drop-off point, Brent? Are you, are you, you know, not going to be at the theaters every time a new one comes out at this point? If they're as bad as Captain Marvel, yeah. Good, <laughs> good times, everybody. Uh, Go ahead and listen the to the episode on that one. That, that was, that was a oh, joy. That, that old chest no, up. No, no, no. You're, you're, see, you're, you're equating my. Hate, not hatred. My dis, firm dislike of Captain Marvel. Yeah, yeah. With all the incels I'm on o- the internet, I'm only he teasing. Didn't like Captain Marvel because she was a female. I'm and only it was a female teasing. Movie. God damn it, Chief. Why we, didn't we Brie know. Larson smile enough? Yeah. My dislike of Captain Marvel yeah. comes from the fact that it's a middling film that does the same thing every other Marvel movie's ever done. Mm-hmm. And didn't do anything new, yeah. and the fact. That they chose their main character to be wooden and personalityless until the end of the movie, when she magically powers up for the first time, for real. She wasn't and wooden. She's supposed flesh. to become likable. She's flesh. I I object to that. <laughs> so please don't equate my dislike of a mediocre film 
with uh, the other people's dislike of a woman-led film. Nobody's yeah. doing that. <laughs> Absolutely, nobody is doing that. And and I think I, I think we I think we made it clear on that episode. And if we didn't, we just did right now. So there we go. <laughs> you just didn't like it. That's all that matters. I uh, uh Brandon, what's what's? I gotta listen to you guys shit on Man of Steel and, and Batman v Superman all the time. <laughs> oh no no no! Please please Although please! I agree with Batman v Superman, but you gotta shit on Man of Steel all the time. I'm allowed to shit on Captain Marvel and say it was crap. Fair is fair. fair is horrible. That's, your, that's, that's what makes this country Guevara's great. Exactly. Fair is fair. Nine eleven allegory. Jesus did it suck. Okay, let's move on to uh, Brandon and. Uh, <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> oh Christ. Um. You know, actually, oddly enough, I'm actually kind of in the same, not the same boat as Brent, but I'm not that far off from it, though. Mm-hmm. Like, we can be in the same be, boat. This is will, a, my boat is big enough for the both of us. But it's going to be weird, though, isn't it? Like, we don't have to have a black boat and a white boat, Brandon. You can ride in my boat. <laughs> but we'll, we'll, make it a, we'll make it a tan boat. An <laughs> Oreo it's, boat. It's going to be weird, though, because, like, we don't know where this is going, don't we? No, we don't. Like, from, like even... Even into the uncharted territory that was like you know, phase one, phase two, and phase three, we kind of had had an idea mm-hmm. of that they're going to build something bigger. But you went big, and now you guys have gone home. What can you do afterwards now? Like there's there like what threat other than like like Galactus can you do to hype up your universe? Oh, they're going to do Galactus. That it, well, I know that I know they are, but I mean like out, other than that, out the gate though, what, what can you do to really? keep your investment in this universe because unless you go really small and really specific with your stories mm-hmm. you know you tell real human tales or real human stories yeah. even even with the uh, with the uh, with the celestials I'm like you have to tell real personal stories to really keep your audience engaged right that's gonna be that's gonna be something to see coming out of, out of spectacle city that was you know marvel for the last 10 years it's it's going to be real interesting because they have all these television shows now, which might be telling these smaller stories you're talking about, Brandon. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be a, a a real interesting thing to see if Marvel can have all these television series, which they're going to make essential to watching the movies once those characters pop back up in the next Avengers right. film or whatever. Right. And if they can keep their movie series as interesting and as successful as it's been. Now, I don't think the next movie out of the gate probably going to be Black Widow, is going to be as successful as Avengers or even um, Captain Marvel or Black Panther. You know, I, I don't think a Black Widow movie is going to do all that well. I just think it's been it's been long enough. She, her character is not really like a, a fan favorite, I guess you would say. Like it is for <laughs> some, but it's not really – nobody's chomping at the bit. It's more of like – why hasn't she has this a lot of female yet? fans. I, think. I know, but it's it's not it's not a um, it's a mistimed story. There's not an unsettling, unsilenceable demand. It's just like and, why why didn't Marvel do this sooner? Why hasn't this happened yet? They've had her for ten years. Blah blah blah. And her like, character is literally dead to the water. punch. Yeah, seriously. Oh, it is. And, wow. and you have this Anna movie coming out. <laughs> This oh. Russian spy Anna movie coming out from uh, the guy who did Fifth Element. <laughs> Forget his name. The second, the second, Luke Besson. the second not Black Widow movie to come out before Black Widow. Like, right. <laughs> so there's there's a ton of these movies already coming out. Yeah. So 
what's going to be different about this one other than that it takes place in the Marvel Universe and actually has Scarlett Johansson. They're going to have to they're going to have to do something and I, I mean they're probably introducing a new Black Widow into this as well cuz like I'm I guarantee you it's going to be split between, you know, the past and the present. In one way yeah, or another. Two thousands. I'm like, hey, everybody, remember Jaw Rule? And like, make jokes like that. <laughs> yeah, I heard, I heard rumors of like of Yelena Belova, which would be interesting to see. Yeah, no, me too. Uh, uh, me too. I think that that would actually be pretty cool. It's just, uh, I'm, I'm actually kind. This this boat is made for three guys. Uh, I have no idea where we're going, and I am a little bit worried. Uh, I think that, I think that there's definitely potential. Especially now that we have, you know, Fantastic Four back in back in our purvey, um, that's that's gonna that's gonna give a big tentpole for the Marvel Cinematic Universe once they introduce them, whether it be in Phase Four or immediately afterwards. I think that that's that that's a good sign. I think maybe they might just have to go small in general with these movies. Like if we, you know, as Guardians of the Galaxy doesn't really have to be anything more than as Guardians of the Galaxy. You know, it doesn't really have to be, you know, cosmic in scope. It could just be a space epic. It doesn't have to be more than that if they don't want it to be. Or, you know, maybe they will wind up teasing a, you know, a new a new villain along the way. But whatever. I think that they can easily have that be grounded and be okay. You know, like I'm I'm not I'm not as worried about who the next Thanos is going to be as I am, what is going to make these these movies important to me, and it's going to be the characters more than it's going to be the overarching, you know, scope, if that makes sense. I want them to go Living Tribunal in Asgardians of the Galaxy. Oh, please do. Or Guardians 3. <laughs> if you can't fucking pull off the Kree Supreme Intelligence as a green blob, you fucking stupid movie. God damn it. <laughs> Give me the living tribunal. <laughs> Jeez, tell me how you really feel, please. <laughs> oh, come on. That was so easy. They could have done it. Comic timing. It's too chicken. Comic timing. Now with Angry Brent. Uh, <laughs> uh, always with Angry always Brent. Angry Brent. <laughs> always, with, always with Angry <laughs> Brent. Good point. Good point. That's that's what makes it what it is, and that's what matters. Uh, D- Donovan, uh, are you are you looking forward, or are you as trepidatious as the other people in this boat? Yeah, am I in the boat? Um, did you guys see like the honest trailers they did this week with like the entire MCU? I haven't, like, I yes, haven't I seen it yet. I uh, loved it. Yeah, when it laid out the formula for all to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, th- th- that formula. Is just, I think it's something now at this point that should be discussed. Um, because I said the last episode that I was on that like because it was right before Endgame. It was we have witnessed something truly incredible, and I think that we should you know always make sure to understand that and also kind of understand how it's kind of changed the game in terms of like superhero comic book adaptations um because it is a, a post-mcu world and like I, I i i get the feeling that like we look back on pre-mc movies with just kind of a snobbiness and, and, and you know if, if we leave x-men films out of it even still i don't X-Men. look back on batman begins or dark knight with that same same well, attitude I, I like even beyond that, like Superman seventy eight is still a great movie. Yeah, you, you don't need Kevin Feige to to, to make that movie. Mm-hmm. We saw a lot of change in MCU. I think the humor developed from movies that you know knew how to be funny, and it's in a way that like I think the, the Sam Raimi Spider Man movies knew how to be funny. 
once Guardians of the Galaxy happened, I think that the MCU movies have had a tone problem. Um, because the Guardian movies are the Guardian movies. They have their own kind of vibe. And I think to a degree, one degree or another, the movies have been kind of chasing that sort of fun vibe. Um, Thor Ragnarok was almost ruined by, by that vibe. Because there was a lot of horrible, dark things, ugly, violent things that happened in Thor Ragnarok. And you didn't care because everyone was too busy doing pantomime and pratfalls. Even in Endgame, there were moments where that kind of just took you out of the movie where it's like, you know, there's a lot of great drama and pathos in the first act. And, you know, okay, we're, we're getting to, like, you know, this time high. So, so there's going to be a lot more humor. There, there, uh, so I'm not saying I'm, not, I'm against humor. You know, I love the whole, like, you know, America's ass joke. But there's other stuff that, like, you know, War Machine's saying, whoa, that's the place where all the traps happen. Did, did you see this movie? And it's like, okay, guys, this is like a – these are adults talking. And I think – that's endemic of a formula that that Disney has said. This is a very safe, reliable formula. We don't dare budge from it. Mm-hmm. That have kind of given the MC movies a, a touch of not even so much predictability, but kind of like a, a general taste. And for a while, I heard people say that. Like Chris Johnson was kind of big in that jump for a while, and I wasn't really on board with it. Twenty-two films in, I I'm seeing what what people are meaning. And, you know, to keep ourselves intelligent, that doesn't mean we need a Zack Snyder, you know, uh, dark fest. <laughs> oh, no, hell everyone, no. everyone knows that. Yeah. I think um, Enter the Spider-Verse was an excellent demonstration of how you do tone. Yes. Because when people die, they're dead, and that, that resonates for several minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, without, they, they didn't feel the need to, like, you know, the slapstick, uh, just, to, just to keep people's interest involved. And I think that like Wonder Woman was was also toned, uh, well toned, and Shazam as well. Um, so it kind of sucks that like the MCU might move forward with like the Fantastic Four having never met Captain America or Iron Man. I, I wish that wasn't the case, but yeah. I, I also kind of get it. And they're not going to do that for like five years, though. You think eventually like, they're going to come back? Kevin Feige said it'll be like at least what, four to five years before X-Men and Fantastic Four join the MCU? I don't believe him on Fantastic Four. I believe him on X-Men. I can see, I kind of see that. I mean, it was only four years between, like, the Emily Hulk and, like, Incredible Hulk. Yeah. It was only, like, like two years between Amazing Spider-Man 2 and Civil War. Yeah. Um, but but I, th- I think that, like, uh, as, a, as a comic book fan, in terms of Marvel, I like Marvel characters. I'm really only about Spider-Man and Daredevil. So... With Cap and Iron Man gone, I don't really give a fuck about a lot of the other characters, generally. I will probably see them, but honestly, Black Panther and Shang-Chi have, have, and Doctor Strange have the most of my attention. Yeah. And I kind of want Doctor Strange to be a lot more gothic and supernatural, and less Iron Man is, and, you know, in, in, on, on shrooms. Uh, <laughs> Black Panther 2 is going to be probably pretty good, because it's the same creative team. Um and I'm, I'm hopefully they have a real ending and not CG. I never care about that. Um, but you know, I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not pessimistic. Name. But at the same time, I think with Endgame, my interest has been spent. We've seen a, we've seen an incredible, incredible thing with this mega story kind of told and done with, and managed to get all the same actors uh, mostly, um, and managed to kind of get consistent, <laughs> a consistent narrative mostly. He asked for but, too much money. Okay, listen. <laughs> That's hey, why we got Don Edward Cheadle. Norton and Terrence Howard were fantastic at Endgame, okay? I don't know what movie you saw. Yeah, right? 
You saw one of the 14 million uh, futures that Doctor Strange saw. <laughs> uh, Avengers but, Forever uh, happened, guys. Come on. What type what 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 of Mandela effect is this right here, guys? <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't know. Like, like, like uh, I, you know, who knows what's going to come out, but I think that, like, uh, my, like, my sort of automatic comic book devotion to the MCU I feel has like has has had its turn. And now that, well, it's not so much money. It's like I feel that like my obligation is is, is has ended. Yeah, and your, it's wa- all your watch has ended. <laughs> your, watch your watch has watch ended. Is yeah, he didn't watch the show. He doesn't get it. Uh. <laughs> we all all the other ones on this call do, and that's what matters. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I, I don't know. I, I guess I am. I am. Uh, scooching for room in that boat. Well, uh, I th- I'm hoping that that undersea earthquake leads to Namor because that would be a good way to introduce the Fantastic Four. That 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 would be cool. I'd be down with that. Namor's rights are unfortunately owned by Universal Studios, just like the Incredible Hulk, and right. I doubt they're going to get I, rid of them. I want to see She-Hulk. Yes, she was such an obvious character, and it sucks that I well, do on the rights because she is such an obvious MCU character to adapt. They're supposedly doing a Disney Plus series with She-Hulk and the and uh, the Hulk in it, and that would be outside of those rights because the rights only actually apply to movies. Um, and so, so they'd be able to do that, and they would be able to use Namor just like they used Incredible Hulk. It ju- they just cannot do a Namor movie. Correct. He has to be in a team movie or a, or a team up. Yes, exactly. So if it's you know if it's like you know, uh, yeah, like invaders or something like that, they might be able to do. Uh, so who knows? We'll, we'll have to wait and see. But what about the what about the other like the new generation, like the Kamala Khan's, the Miles Morales's? What do you oh, think of those? Uh, oh. I think the Mindy Kaling rumor in Kamala Khan is way off base, unless she's going to write it. Only. She's writing it. She's writing, she's writing it. it. She's writing it. She's not going to play her. No, that okay. that, that would that would be a bad like, idea. Yeah. Like Twenty years older than this character needs to be. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no. Kamala has to be a teenager. And and if we do get young Avengers, um, it it, it would make sense to have her be introduced in Captain Marvel two, and then wind up in a young Avengers movie with the rest of them. Um, sort of combining the uh, the champions with. Uh, the young Avengers. Yeah, into, yeah. Into, into, I don't know how it's made every Marvel character an Avenger anyway. Yeah, just, yeah. do the champions plus the young Avengers and just have them be the young Avengers because marketing and branding. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, I, th- I think that makes perfect sense. And um, but also with the Hawkeye girl, uh, Kate Bishop. Yes, which which yeah. we'll be getting soon enough too. So I, I think it... Give, just give me Photon. Just give me Photon, damn it. That's all I want. <laughs> we may very well get her. Okay, we the child or the adult? Chavez, and let's see, let's see the, the, the the bros bitch about that. Oh, I can't, uh, I cannot wait uh, for America. Why is Latino Miss America? Oh my God, guys, what the hell? <laughs> she to be gay and also a girl and also oh alive. Oh God. Oh, uh, oh. Uh, but, uh. but to answer your question about Miles, uh, not yet for for live action. Hell I, I, no. Yeah, no, not not yet for too live soon. action. Way too soon. Way too soon. Yeah. If they hadn't rebooted with Peter again, I would have said, "Yeah, bring in Miles." Yeah. But oh, since they just started with Peter. Yep. No way. I agree. Sorry, I agree entirely. Yep. Well, we'll we'll, we'll see in a in a in a little bit uh, once Spider-Man: Far From Home comes out, and then we start seeing the uh, the slate, the uh, the and seeing exactly what rolls out and trailers and what have you, and we'll see whether it's actually catching our eye. I, Ooh, question. Yeah. Are we going to get Falcap? Yes. 
they can't deny us that. They promise us that. Oh yeah, no, no. We're we're gonna get Foul Cap in the, in the Disney Plus series. Whether or not we see him in the in the movies, that that remains to be seen. But. I will start a petition if we don't see that. <laughs> start it now. Yeah. Dude, come on. Like, like, what, 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 oh, actually, we won't be doing that because I guess the rights to the shield are are owned by Para. Give me fucking Foul Cap. <laughs> I'll kill you. <laughs> what? What I don't understand is we've announced all these series, but not one of them has been shot yet. Uh, Loki, what is supposed to happen next year? I believe Loki is being shot as we speak, if, if, I, if, I, if I heard correctly. But, like, Apple has all this shit coming out, and it seems like they've shot a lot of their series, at least pilots for all of them. Yeah, but, but, they, but they already announced that Mandalorian is, is uh, premiering on, on Disney Plus on launch day, so they don't actually need the Marvel stuff because everybody's mm-hmm. just going to be focusing on Star Wars. And look, anybody can shoot a pilot in, in, a de- in two or three days. That's, oh, yeah. That's the easy part. Yeah, exactly. Two or three days? Yeah. That, yeah the, seriously, no, it doesn't need long to shoot a pilot. Yeah. It, it's, it's a, For it, a Marvel show, though? It should be. Well, mm, yeah, I no. mean. Acting-wise, no. no. Acting-wise, exactly. Yeah, acting-wise. It's all, it's all it, They Yeah, they just, they just need people to be on set. That's it. <laughs> then after that, they just, they just do all the CGI and shit, and then they're good to go. You're going to get all these film actors to work at a TV pace. I feel like that's going to be a very difficult thing to do. And that's why they're miniseries. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, let's, let's, let's roll over to DC. Well, if you're shooting them as miniseries, like, more like films and television series, then it kind of kills your pilot idea. Point. Just saying. Yeah. Plot hole. Uh, no, I Hold on, hold on. You mentioned plot holes. It's actually a perfect segue over to DC Comics. Um, <laughs> uh, hey, 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 hey! Our favorite publisher who never hurts us. Yeah. So uh, we can talk about how Heroes in Crisis still didn't make sense at the end. Hold on, not just that, not just that. But how about the fact that Doomsday Clock has taken so long that DC's just like, you know what? Fuck it. Will go forward with Legion of Superheroes and JSA and not give a shit what happens in, in Doomsday Clock. Does anybody give a now? shit what happens in Doomsday Clock? Doomsday Clock is good though. <laughs> That's funny. It's, yeah. it's been four years though. Four years. Exactly. No, Donovan. I know it's good. It, it's not been four. Years. I know it's. It's, good. It, it, no, it's been four years. It, it has been four years since. Rebirth was in 2016. Uh, hold on. Yeah. 2019, dude. But like, but like, you said it's been four years since Doomsday Clock started. No, since DC Rebirth, and and they've been, but they they've been taunting us with uh with Doomsday Clock and you know the Watchmen reveal for four years, which is a bit much. And, oh yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, and Doomsday Clock has now taken over two years to come out. I feel like. Uh, hey guys, remember when Pandora meant something? No, I don't. And no. Three <laughs> Jokers. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, yeah that, uh, Jason Facebook is like, oh, look, artwork for three Jokers, and I'm like, what year is it? Yeah, come on. But th- that's... I don't care if it's good, Donovan. I'm not reading it until all of it's out. Because I cannot remember anything that I read from, like, issue to issue at this point for how long it takes for these issues to come out. It's it's a, it's a scenario where they really should have waited before they started... No, I agree. They start, they start you guys talked about this it. on Comic Geek Speak, and I, and I totally agree. Yeah. And I'm I'm still annoyed about it. So that's <laughs> that's the way that rolls. But the fact that uh, so yeah, Heroes in Crisis Nine sucked ass. Was terrible. Was not happy at all. Um, 
Tom King's Batman, pretentious as all fuck. Yeah, yeah, it's not, it's not, not, not nearly as good as it was when it started. Uh, what? Hey guys, <laughs> I'm I'm not leaving Batman because I'm a shitty writer and the sales are dropping. I'm leaving <laughs> Batman because I magically got a TV deal and a movie deal. And oh yeah, they're spitting my book out because I bitched and whined to do its own miniseries, which you're all gonna buy now. Yeah. Part, I mean, this, this week's issue, it was, it was, it was so up its own ass. I mean, I, I am so far behind. Crap, but like, come on, at least it was exciting. I'm so far behind, and I, I will catch up eventually, and I will, I will say whether I agree or disagree with that. I am still pre-wedding at this point, so I, I, I need to catch oh, up. Yeah, no, I'm way behind, dude. Like, it's not even funny. I, I want to read it. I just haven't. And I know that you know opinion is split on his series, but I've also been hearing a lot more of that. With uh, with its treading water of late, so I. Uh, it's not like the worst ever, but like, I'm sorry, but the dick sucking of Tom King has to end. It's not that good. <laughs> I I only I only know what I what I know, and what I know is Vision was great, and what I've read so far of the series was uh, it was excellent. But I I am 100 uh, percent believing you that it goes off the rails. Yeah, it, the part before the non wedding was excellent. Yeah. Yeah, and then he decided to to not even left turn to advertise. Well, this is I don't know whose fault this is. DC's, DC's or his? It was DC's for saying let's have a wedding and then not have a wedding. It was and DC's. Let's fucking advertise it as if it's gonna happen. It was DC's. Yeah, no, that that, that that's completely DC, reason. dude. Oh yeah, we, Bob was on the show, just absolutely furious. When oh that yeah, happened. I remember. Yeah, no, that Bob. all of DC because because of the shit they pulled. Yeah, I, I can fucking uh, absurd. <laughs> I can still hear Bob yelling about it, to be honest. But uh, hey, Wally West, he's got a series by Scott Lobdell. Yeah, Are you I know with Brett Booth art. What year is this? Uh, apparently, it's the year that New Fifty Two happened because that's the last time that this team teamed for Teen oh, Titans, and it wasn't good then. Like what, 2012, right? Jeez. Oh, yeah. my God. Oh. I think yeah. it's because oh. um, Red oh, off Hood me. Outlaw is doing okay. I don't it's know. It's not Wally West. Yeah. yeah. Look how good that book was. Oh, my God. That was such a great must-read book there. Here's, here's my problem with all of this. Like, how the hell does Bob Harris still have a job? Blackmail. Apparently, and you know he's he, got some dirt in somebody. He has he has friends, and he will continue to have friends. And Scott Lobdell is one of them. So clearly, that's going to continue to be a thing. I just you know the bastards. The Brett Booth on the Flash run yeah. after uh, Manipul left, mm-hmm. art wise, not bad. Okay, the design of the Blue Flash and shit was a little crazy, but mm-hmm. I was I wasn't hating on it and i felt like he captured the energy of the flash pretty well okay i don't remember who was writing that run i don't know if it was lobdell or someone else but the art for brett booth's sake not bad i much prefer the evan doc shaner cover than to over to what we're probably going to get on the inside but i oh i feel bad for the people who buy that book for the cover like they're expecting what they're going to get Minimalist Doc Shaner, and then open it up for hyperkinetic Brett Booth. Yeah, but but I but oh, I but God. I also I also believe you when you say that he drew a good flash. So I, I will I will give that a shot. 
I will definitely see how it looks. But I am, I'm not looking forward to this shit because of the way it ended off in Heroes in Crisis, which frankly was trash. How could the, how could Superman and Batman put him in handcuffs? Like, like, like first of all, <laughs> yeah. he'd get out of that. But also, it's like he, he's 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 one of your boys. How could you do that to him? That'd be like putting Alfred in handcuffs. Like he's not going to do anything. Like what is you're not, you're not going to talk to him or get him counseling? You bastards! Remember when Alfred <laughs> lost a hand? Oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> oh, Venditti was writing Flash at the time. Yeah. Oh, okay, got it. And Finn Jensen. Yeah, but no, I hear I hear you, man. Like. Dragging, dragging anybody off in handcuffs—that's that's rough, man. But like they understand that, like, like this was an accident. He kind of like went nuts, and he was—he's kind of—he's not with his full faculties. It's an You're accident. Under arrest. It's like fuck off. Like, like, like they would never. Do, I don't care how bad you want to write Batman. He would never do that. It's also never how his speed powers have worked before, which really pissed me off about the whole damn thing. Why were Blue Beetle and Booster Gold in it? Because why was Batgirl and Harley Quinn in it? Because. Yeah, back, what the hell was... Barbara Gordon is Harley Quinn's best friend. It's like, that I've never read. <laughs> Which apparently, again, mandated by DC for these characters to show up in it. Don't write a fucking book, man. Shut up. Please. Tell me about oh, it. Oh, here was the other thing. Lagoon Boy, in the panel, yeah. clearly gets fucking torn in half yeah. by something. Yep. A shot, a fist, whatever mm-hmm. the fuck. Yeah. Tom King, in an interview later, goes... Oh, that was part of the simulation. What? Like, like no, you fucking dude. Come on. <laughs> then you know what? You it don't was... put it in the panel to begin with. You can't go back later and be like, oh, that was that was part of the simulation. Yeah. He was imagining himself getting killed. Woo. Like, go away. Because <laughs> clearly, in that book, Everyone dies, and then Lagoon Boy's like the last one to die. That's the whole point of that third issue, or whatever that happened. Mm-hmm. Like, did you even read your own book, dude? Nope. Can I? Can I? Can I also fanboy bitch about how ridiculous all the Robin confessionals were? Like, that actually pissed me off. <laughs> Let's not just stop there. Let's talk about all the confessionals that took up all those wasted pages. Yeah. In that entire book, I, I my favorite Catwoman part. Catwoman goes to a counselor and says, "Meow." End of therapy session. Yeah. My my favorite part of the books were the confessionals. And yet, I still think that they shouldn't have been there. No, I was pissed because, like, you have characters who've watched their parents die. Dick Grayson's been raped twice, and he's like, I don't know if I'm cool enough to be a Robin, you guys. You know, I was the first one. And I was like, fuck out of here with this nonsense. No, well, he wasn't Dick Grayson. That was probably Rick Grayson. God damn it. Full uh, don't, 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 don't do it. Don't do it, man. <laughs> That's you... still Lobdell, I think, on that book, right? Yeah. Uh... Well, Jurgens wrote the last part of it, and, mm-hmm. like, it's, it's a conclusion of this story, but he's still Rick Grayson by the end of it. Great. I pulled out my hair and threw myself out the Just window. give me... Dick Grayson back. Just, just make me happy. Just hey, Dick back. hey, hey, we got Tim back as Robin, okay? So that's, we're, we're, we're at least one step. Oh, are we greedy? We can't have what we want. <laughs> I, I'm happy Wait to have... Wait till Tom King gets a hold of him. No. Take him out. No, I'm happy to have Young Justice as a title, okay? Uh-huh. It's doing really well, and I've enjoyed the last couple of issues, which is why I'm looking forward to Bendis' take on Legion of Superheroes, because I think... Two? Yeah, man, he's 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 writing he's writing he's Legion of Superheroes. Superman, YJ, and the Legion. Yep. No, I I thought he was he was um, teasing that somebody else was going to do the Legion. Uh, it's a. They pos- announced someone else is doing it. Yeah. Okay. He's he's doing. Uh, no, it says the new ongoing series from Bendis and Sook. 
Uh, well, that, that, no, I think they're doing Millennium, and then somebody else is going to do Legion. Uh, maybe I think that, someone else is writing Legion. Okay, all right, but he's at least setting it up. Wait, is this before or after they aged uh, Christopher? Um, this is after, I believe, because because they're showing because they're showing up in in you know in modern continuity to meet uh, Superman first. Right. So, I mean, we'll see how that goes, but so I'm, why do we age? Why do we age Chris Kent? Because for the reasons? sex scenes, apparently. I don't know. I I, I don't understand because either. Because we had Connor Kent, Superboy, also aged up. Yeah, even though he's not well, even why not really have two Superboys the same age. He's not even really that aged up at this point, Connor. Like Connor, Connor's just Connor's just Connor. Like he's uh, he's sixteen still. Was seventeen? He's like, he's like eighteen, I guess. Yeah, he's still like seventeen or eighteen thereabouts. Because because in in YJ he was like eighteen, seventeen, still in high school. Uh, yeah, something like that. And then I the guess. JSA is coming back. Yep, that all that's awesome. Yeah. They've been coming back since the beginning of Rebirth. They're still not coming back. But they're back now in Pog No, form. they're not. Justice League number 31. I don't believe it. <laughs> Snyder, Tinian, and, and Jimenez. I guess we'll find out after that issue, the issue comes really out. one cool issue. For Snyder's JLA. I should, I should read it. I really, I really need to because it seems to be the only team book that's actually worth a damn outside of Young Justice. So I, I, will, I will have to give it a shot. But, yeah. Stuff's happening. We're so mad right now at DC Comics again. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's hard not to. It really it's is. It's hard not to. I, I mean, do you- they do some good stuff, DC. And then there's the other stuff. <laughs> What's the like, last you- time? What is up with the portal? They always want to fuck over a character every few years. I know. All the time. I know. Like, how do you go from such highs as, like, you know, Infinite Crisis to, like, you know, that really, really good year afterwards like one year later and 52 and you're working on every cylinder and then you just crash so hard for so long why and how hey kyle rayner's still not dead right yet where that that, that's all i need to know like as long as he ain't dead out there somewhere then i'm then i'm happy but 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 don't don't let him get you he'll put a bullet in the head real quick god damn it i have a question for you guys sure I referenced it earlier, yeah. and I heard someone say this, that like you have a lot of Marvel guys at DC right now. You have Jim Lee there for like 10 years, mm-hmm. Bob Harris, Scott Lobdell, yep. these guys. There has been a sentiment I've seen that these Marvel, these Marvel creators do not really get the fundamental foundations of the DC universe, which is why like Jim Lee's favorite character is like Batman, because Batman, you know, is like similar to Marvel characters, but like he, he draws like characters like Superman and Wonder Woman and the Flash all hard-edged and stuff. And mm-hmm. you have a lot of these dark stories you have all of these kind of like character assassinations do you think there's kind of this fanboy scuttlebutt or do you think there's something to that a fanboy scuttlebutt and there's something to it, <laughs> it, it <laughs> no 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 joke like it, it it's it's oh it's overblown to the fanboys like you know oh i want things the way that i loved it when i was a kid because yeah i mean we've been bitching about that for the last like freaking you know like part of this and oh, yeah but at the same time there's been some advancement that's actually been really positive, and and I think that Bendis is actually doing a really good job over over the Superman stuff, and he's he was Marvel for freaking forever. So I think that that's you know maybe it's because it's a different class of Marvel creator or, or what have you. It's just I think that uh I don't know it, it it's not quite as bad as some would make you think, 
but it's also still could be better, and I'd still like to see somebody, somebody other than Bob Harris, and maybe even the Dio at this point. I, I, I think it might just be time for a little bit of a turnover. I've, I've never caught Dio. His, his entire, his entire era, like no, granted the stories are liked, but like his whole edict to me is just like, even since I was a teenager, it's like this, uh, this guy doesn't get it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's I, there's been there's tons of good stuff happened under his run. You know, I mean, yes. like uh, you know, Identity Crisis was 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 a I thing. Like Infinite Hush. Crisis, you know, all all those all those Thanks. other crises, crises, uh, where But then he does shit like you know the Cassandra Kane mandate and trying to kill Dick Grayson every five minutes, <laughs> and like you know, Cry yeah. for Justice was under his watch. Like that's the thing. It's just like fucking atrocities i mean say what you will about the 90s we never had like about like 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 red alerts like 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 the 2000s yeah i compared heroes in crisis to cry for justice and i will continue to compare it because that is how i feel (laughs) that is that is how bad of a character assassination it is even when the character that was assassinated in crisis uh you know heroes in crisis had the character assassination in the other thing like he, he, like I think he's literally trying to erase the '90s from DC. <laughs> I think he did. I, th- I think that like recently they've been trying to bring it back with like Kyle and Tim and stuff. But the dream of the '90s is alive at DC. I mean, mm, I mean, I, I'm not. I kind of have a love hate relationship with Jeff Johns either. But Jeff Johns said that like the New Fifty Two, he didn't cotton to that idea either. That wasn't his thing. Yeah, and because he's he's actually a. He he might he might be like a Barry fan, but he is a fan of continuity. Right, but yeah. but but clearly clearly Jeff Johns' influence is lessening and has been lessening, and that's why they're going forward with the stuff before Doomsday Clock is even over. Yeah, which sucks because I think Jeff Johns honestly, if Jeff Johns wasn't being pulled in four different directions at any given time, yes, he should be the figurehead of DC. He I agree. should be the one running the show. It's so weird to me that like he was he was complaining that he was ignored when he said that Man of Steel was too dark and like. He thought that the DCEU should be should be brighter and more hopeful, and then he turns around and executive produces Titans. I don't understand that. But he also but he also helped the Captain Marvel movie happen. Sorry, Shazam, and uh, it, it it worked it worked really well based on his own stories. So and look, also you, you can be an executive producer and have zero input in the story also as well. Oh yeah, totally. But he's a big Titans fan. I, I, again, like like yeah, he's sit back and watch it happen. Stand stand well, stand off, man. He's he's working on Star on Star Girl. That's that's his yeah. that's his thing. And also don't forget he was also producer on on Green Lantern too and look what happened there. Exactly. You know. <laughs> well, he ran the moment those box office first hit, he ran from that. I remember, I remember that happening in 2011. That was funny. Oh boy. All right, gentlemen. Anything else we want to we want to uh, touch on before we wrap this baby up? Oh, let's just put gasoline on this fire here and call it a day. I feel like ending on something positive. Let me just bring up again how awesome Young Justice is. It's a damn good comic. Uh, next, uh, and the anime series comes, comes back next month. Yes, July. yes, it does, and I and I look forward to that. Uh, and yeah, that's about all as, as positive as, as I can get. Okay, cool. Oh, and uh, Spider-Man Life Story is fucking awesome, and everybody needs it to is. read it. Oh, dude. Oh, my God. Hell yeah. So good. Every issue has been fire. Ugh. I, I gotta get on that one then. Oh, man. No, seriously, man. Uh, what, Brandon, when it comes out in trade, buy that shit immediately. It is amazing. All it, right. It, is it, next issue the last issue? Um, I believe the last issue is 
set in the 2010s, so that would be issue 7, I think? Maybe like 6. Yeah, I'm not sure. It's either 6 or 7. I'm not entirely sure, but Brandon, Brandon if you're unfamiliar with the premise, it's Spider-Man it's, uh, a- aging yeah, in real time. Yeah. Yeah. In, ages in real time, so every issue is another 10 years forward, yeah. Yep, and Chip Zdarsky's writing it, and it's it's Mark Bagley on art, and it could not be better if it tried. Bagley? What? Bagley. Yep. Bagley kicking ass. Yeah. World's greatest Spider-Man artist. Yeah, seriously. He he is bringing such a unique take to each era, too. Like, just with subtle art tweaks mm-hmm. that just fit beautifully with the story that's being told. It's, okay. it's I just love, like, like, like the the reintroduction of, of like the decade stories. Yes, it's just just brilliant. Yeah, they, they they pretty much everything that you would expect, Brandon, from that decade. I'm not spoiling anything. You will find in that decade with new and interesting takes. Are these oversized issues or are these uh, standard uh, twenty-two? I think they're I, like thirty-six. Yeah, something, something like that. They're, yeah, they're, they're they don't feel standard, normal. but they don't feel too long either. Yeah. But that, but but it's but it's amazing and and it's easy. unlike Batman Last Night on Earth, <sighs> which God. was like sixty fucking pages and ten bucks or some shit. Mm. And then they're like, it's one of three issues, and then you're reading it and you're like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> I actually kind of dug that, but like I agree that that's it's a little much. Did you guys read a uh, Miller's Superman Year one? No, I didn't read that yet. I, I didn't read it. I didn't read it yet because I'm such a fan of of Frank Miller that I that I can't wait to read it. You know what? I, honestly, it's mostly not that bad, but there is a scene that is pissing people off because it's, it's so Frank Miller and unnecessary. <laughs> is, it, is it racist or Islamophobic? It's uh, misogynist. Oh, <laughs> wow. His other trope. Okay, great. <laughs> bring, out, bring out an old favorite. <laughs> if, there's, if there's one thing that I love about Frank Miller is that he loves Superman and thinks that it's his favorite character. So clearly he's going to do a great job with his origin. Well, All right. It, it, honest, honest to God, like, like it's overall pretty decent. Like, I, I actually right. was impressed by, like, how, like, Fair. nice it was. Fair. It's, it's just there's one unnecessary scene that if you took it out, it totally would be fine. Well, cl- clearly it needs more editorial input to, to stop that shit from happening. But because you know, birthright wasn't a good story as it, as it was already. Yeah, I know. I, I should read birthright. I'm not read that. <laughs> it's freaking fantastic, and I don't get why we have to redo year ones, year zeros, and year twos all over again. And like, I get it. You want to explore different aspects of the character, but we don't always need a year one or a year zero. Sometimes no one literally three. did that. Yeah. Jeff Johns didn't explore anything new. He rehashed everything old in Secret Origin. Yep. Yep. It's true. Birthright was Wade, right? Yes. Yes. Wade and Lionel Francis U. And that was actually and that was a good take on it was actually a a unique take on the story. I don't know why. Yeah. Why why can't we just let that be? Well, if it's according to Doctor Manhattan, he made that happen. So that's uh, that's that's, and you'll check out more of that in Doomsday Clock. It's okay. We'll always have Smallville. <laughs> oh, somebody saved me from this conversation. Uh, we're uh, <laughs> we're we're done at this point, gentlemen. Uh, Donovan, uh, where can they find you on the internets? Yeah, questionsnoanswers dot com. We just actually released an episode talking about endings. Uh, it's a two parter. I'll release part two. Uh, the next day or so, uh, <laughs> because of the Game of Thrones uh, controversy, we had fun talking about like, good endings, bad endings. We spoil every show we mentioned from nice. like Breaking Bad and The Wire to like Dragon Ball Z and Cowboy Bebop to like Crazy's Girlfriend. It's a lot of fun. Check us out at questionsandanswers dot com. 
Uh, you also find me on Twitter, DonoDMG1, and I do content for the Batman Universe on that. Thank you for having me. Sliders ended on a cliffhanger. That was bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> and always a pleasure, Donovan. You know that. All right. Uh, Brandon, uh, where can they find you? Uh, anywhere on the internet at the Debadon, T-H-E-D-A-D-A-D-O-N, uh, podcast on iTunes. We just actually released an episode last week. Hey. Uh, we did our in-game analysis and recap. Uh, talked about a couple of things also. Oh, my co-host at Ados Baron, A-D-A-S-B-A-R-O-N, on the Twitters and also on the Grams. Most excellent. And, uh, Casina. Yeah. Uh, where can they find you? Here. The where? one podcast I am loyal to. <laughs> Comic timing. <laughs> Trade Jim. You motherfucker. <laughs> don't, don't, that deck a little deeper. don't you have like a YouTube channel and shit? I do, but it is not, I am not two timing a podcast. Oh my God. That's a totally different medium. <laughs> run solely by myself you might call it a side project or a solo act but my group project is comic timing as is mine and it always will be even as i am on other shows period you're like uh oh shit (laughs) i am human (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> trying to think of some musical relation of uh, I, I, to keep alarm. switching bands. You're like, you're, you know, you're like the Solange like Knowles of, of the comedy timing. Yeah. <laughs> Beating up Jay-Z in an elevator. <laughs> Jesus. You're, you're like um, Pers- the guy from Guns N' Roses joining ACDC. Okay. All right. All right. That's that's not bad. That's not bad. But yeah, they can find you on YouTube at BK's Bullets. Yes. Most Thank de- you. Most, most definitely. Uh What's your What's your latest vids about? Um, I'm a, I'm. We'll have one up uh, by this weekend on Gail Simone's Clean Room Volume One. Ooh, interesting. Nice. I'll have to check that out. I'm I'm actually curious about that. It was. I picked it up on Comixology Unlimited, but apparently, as soon as it went on the on the service for three volumes, mm-hmm. which is all there is, yeah, it quickly came off the service. All three volumes. Wow. But the great thing about Comixology Unlimited, if you just click borrow, 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 when you see something you like, mm-hmm. even if you haven't downloaded it and it leaves service, you're still able to download it because technically you have not checked that back book back into the library. Nice. So like um, for also, for example, like Hickman's Manhattan Projects, mm-hmm. which was a wackadoodle fucking book <laughs> oh, yes, that I can't believe I finished. Yep. They had omnibus one and omnibus two on there like a long time ago and it's been in my checked out books and then it didn't have downloaded them and then they took it off the service like you can't read those for free anymore mm-hmm. or not free but you're paying but they're not part of it but I still downloaded them and read them and then i was like ugh, it's crazy <laughs> Well, that's like I've been I've been claiming all my Telltale codes off of Humble Bundles uh, lately in uh, in Steam just to make sure that I have as many Telltale games as possible before they're pulled from the service. Yeah, I need to go and download all the Guardians game I haven't played and yep. Wolf Among Us and uh, oh, there's one other one. I just I just I just got season three of Walking Dead on on Epic Games just just so I have it. 
because I know that that's it's probably not going anywhere anytime soon from Epic Games, but it's been pulled off of other services. So I was gonna say I don't think you've been I don't think you should worry about Walking Dead. Yeah, it's everything else. It's been pulled from a bunch of places though, so that's well. I, I uh, Skybound is offering some collector's edition with all three seasons of that game. Oh, nice. So I'm kind of wondering if Skybound not only got the rights for Walking Dead season three, but the entire series to publish it again. I don't know. And it's a possibility. <clears throat> Anywho, uh, you can find me over at uh, at I am Sci-Fi with underscores in there on Twitter. And uh, you can find uh, other inane ramblings of mine on the Comic Geek Speak podcast over at ComicGeekSpeak.com. Been helping out with them for a while now. Uh, we will have up, uh, for those of you who listened to previous versions of my American Comics for Manga fans panel, I'm going to be putting that up on their feed. Uh, since we already had one on this feed, I figured I'd share the wealth on, on theirs as well. So I did that over at Anime Next uh, about two weeks back. And that'll be up there soon, so you can check that out at ComicGeekSpeak.com. And that's just about it. Gentlemen, thank you for the marathon. It's always a pleasure. Always, always. It's always pleasurable being in the same boat with you guys. Oh, yeah. Whatever it takes. We're on a <laughs> boat. We're on a boat, motherfucker. Don't you ever forget. I might, I might Actually, be... they're, they're, they were here tonight. They're playing. I I may be seeing them uh, Saturday actually. Yeah, they're gonna. They're if gonna be- Comic Geek Speak gets on my boat, I'm throwing you off for Peter Rios only. Hey, <laughs> 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 Perez. The yeah, email address for Deemer. Thank you. Put a quarter in a jar. The email address for Comic Timing is comictiming at gmail.com. Check us out over at facebook.com slash comic timing. And we're proud members of the Comics Podcast Network over at comicspodcast.com. And the League of Comic Book Podcasts over at comicbooknoise.com slash league. And that is that for us. So, for Casina, for Christopher, and for Morgan Grant, I mean, never see reminding everybody out there, there's, there's always time for comics. Whatever it takes, I know I can make it through. <laughs> Shout out to Ralph for like probably contributing to like the billions of dollars. Has he seen Indian like half a dozen times? Yeah, he's actually one of the reasons why they're bringing it back to theaters because he needs to see it about four more times. That one guy, I swear to God, in New York, who have thought that demographic would kick ass? Oh hey guys, oh hey, what's up? Hey hey, I'm Ralph. Oh hey hey, I'm back at the theater. Our <laughs> movie just just. That didn't, that didn't even dent its box office potential. I did the math the other day before they announced this re-release. Yeah. So at an average of $15 a ticket, which yeah. I know is lower than some places. Yeah. To get it to beat Avatar, which was like $46 million, it would take Wrath 2.8 million times at $15 a ticket to put it over the top. And I said, that's watching Endgame at three hours and a showing... 24 hours a day, so non-stop. Yeah. You watch it eight times a day for the next 350,000 days. That's only 958 years. <laughs> and boy, are his arms tired. <laughs> He'd have to clone himself and get super speed. <laughs> eh, he'll find a way. <laughs> Actually, it's super convenient. Billion convenience. Yeah, right. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is back matter for the episode. <laughs> <laughs>